I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Some say the X make the sex spectacular. Let me lick you from your neck to your back and uh, shivering, tongue delivering, chills up that spine, that ass is mine. Skip the wine and the candlelight, no style tonight. If it's all right with you, we fucking. So true. Deja vu, the blunt spark, finger fucking in the park, pissy up a cardi dark. Remember when I used to play between your legs? You begged for me to stop because you knew where it would head. Stay, Stay to, to your, your mother's, mother's bed. bed. Hey, welcome to the Black Guy Tips podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. And uh, it's, uh, Tuesday. Yes, it is. Yes. True Blood Tuesday. That's yes. right, guys. The last one of all time. We made it. <laughs> Uh, looks like, um, we do have a guest. We outlive vampires. Mm-hmm. Made it. Uh, it's my man, J. Triz, Nye, uh, a.k.a. J. Sleezo. What's going on, man? What's going on? Rod is Nye. Good. I'm glad Karen you can make is it. <laughs> Glad you can make it, Sleaze. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Nina from Project Fandom could not be here. Said some bullshit about she got to go get her license today. Getting her life together. Right. She got to go get her license. Or is it that the show sucks and you really don't want to be on? <laughs> Just tell us the truth. Tell us mm-hmm. the truth. She yeah. was making all the time when it was time for Game of Thrones. Uh-huh. True Blood all said she got to get licenses. Uh, last time I checked, you could drive a car without a license. She might actually be sad to show over. Mm-hmm. And she ain't want to cry on L. No, I don't think so. I think That's she not was. It. I think she knows this show is terrible. No oh, she does. How she tries to say that it's good. <laughs> she started drinking a little bit too early yeah. today. That's what I be. I be catching her out there. Oh no, this last two episodes is really good. I'm like, what? Yeah, she corrected me on some things. I was like, uh, what the show at? <laughs> right. Just come on, come on on, so we could tell you how bad the show is. But she was scared to face us, man. Uh, she didn't want to hear that. Ultimately, we were right. And the show ended up as terrible. <laughs> the only thing worse than this show right now is leftovers. <laughs> no excuse for that because that show just started. I, I like leftovers. Yeah, okay. That show's terrible. I do like leftovers, yeah, especially okay. um, is if it's share, some um, chicken I, strips. Is it really happening? I like leftover. Um, uh, yeah, I like leftover pizza. <laughs> yeah, I like leftover pizza. Cold chicken. Cold I like, chicken is good. I like leftover um, fried rice. Yeah, but the leftover show is terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> I don't even know what's really happening and what's in his head. It's like Fight Club, but if it was too long. Oh, Lord. You know, it's not even deep like Fight Club. It's just, did he really stab her? Or was it a dream? <laughs> You'll never know. Dun, 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 dun. His daughter is a bitch. <laughs> did he really fuck a friend? You um, know, so here's my question. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that... Cause I don't have children, um, but you know, you you hang out. I don't say you hang out, but you spend time with some of the teens at the Y. Mm-hmm. Is that typical teenage shit, or is she just bad? I think every time they white, they write a white teenager on TV. They write them to a level that makes me think that white parents are putting up with the most shit. <laughs> right. Okay. You know what I mean? Even on sitcoms. And I know a lot of them don't, but yeah. So it's the parents. It's not even her. She She's doing what she's allowed to do. Okay. Yeah, even on sitcoms, oh, it's yeah. like that. Like, All you children are like that. You know, like, sometimes I watch sitcoms, and I, I can't get over it because the way they write the kids, they all would have got whoopings in my house. Right. But somehow on TV, they're allowed to just be like, Mom, I'm going to the party. I don't care what you say. It's like, you better not go to the party. 
oh you guys suck and then they show them later at night and it's like sneaking out that window to go to the party it's like ooh, yeah. sneaking out the window then they get in and the parents don't even whoop them they have a heartfelt talk where they're like we don't want you to go out to the party because you could get in trouble you're right mom hug oh <laughs> see it, remi- it reminds me of ryan and his brothers mm-hmm. um the light-skinned coalition that bit the yeah. y and you know those kids bad as hell but they daddy beat up watching mm-hmm. or in the weight room and i'd be like so is that normal or is it just it it varies for the parents because i i know when it comes to discipline some parents discipline and some parents don't i've seen black children that are not disciplined I just you think know. on TV they make all white kids seem like they're undisciplined. No, <laughs> I don't know why. Like a like like a child just becomes reasonable. Yeah, oh, I don't I know, understand. Mom. I don't know if it's just because on TV like whoopings and punishment and grounding doesn't play well, but it doesn't. It like the kids are always like extremely disrespectful to a point where I'm like raising their voice and like, shit. This is a bad like this kid either has horrible parents or it's a bad person itself. Like. But uh, that's how that's how leftovers is. That little girl's so bad, man. Yeah, she got more attitude than the sassy black woman on True Blood. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> disgusting. Uh, anyway, this is the Blackout Tips podcast. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Podomatic. Just search the Blackout Tips. We'll come up. Leave us five star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher, and we read them on the show every Saturday when we do our feedback show. Um, you can go to theblackouttips dot com also and sign up to become a premium member. Theblackouttips dot com slash premium. If you're already a premium, uh, already a member on the site and you want to upgrade, uh, just log in at the site, go to the top, go to your dashboard, and then on the right-hand side, I mean, on the left-hand side, it has membership options that you can upgrade that way, too. So there's a bunch of ways to contribute to the show. That way you get access to things like our movie reviews, our Nerd All podcast, Karen's Lip Smacking uh, Good podcast, uh, you know, just a ton of stuff that we do. In addition to uh, these, the regular show that we do. Uh, don't forget Tippy Award winning balls deep, sir. Mm-hmm. The Tippy Award winning balls deep, <laughs> of course. Not to mention uh, Medium Talk. I mean, it's just a ton, it's a ton of stuff, honestly. Um, the official weapon of the show is the Taser. An unofficial sport is Bullet Ball. And bullet Ball Extreme. Shout out to Mark. Shout out Mark Griffin. Um, so let's. Uh, do what we came here to do, guys. Okay. Um, oh, before you go on, go ahead. Uh, you was talking about undisciplined children, and you. Uh, well, this was actually a grown one. Remember, when we went to the movies, and the lady held up the line at the uh, movie theater because she wanted them to make her a special popcorn. I think that I think as a child she was undisciplined. Oh yeah, we were, we got behind a lady at the movies the other day. We went to go see Expendables, and she was holding up the whole line because she wanted them to pop her popcorn by not, itself. Not not. Yeah, not like, can you pop a new batch, or when you do pop a new batch, can I get some? No. Can you pop me a cup full of popcorn? Just one. She wanted some kettle corn popcorn or something? (laughs) Yeah, and that was like, oh, man, it takes 19 minutes. Yeah. She was like, I'll be late for my movie. It's fine. Like man, old people, you know, you gotta God bless them. They know what they want. And she just she she argued so bad. They just other people just started opening up other lines, let her sit down and argue so with they, that man. So they couldn't just pour her a cup. She they had to bake her, yeah. pop her a new cup. <laughs> right? They you know what? She probably did want it baked. She probably wanted to bake. <laughs> Can you bake me a cup of popcorn? Man, I bought my own kernels. <laughs> you just throw them in there and uh don't charge yeah. me now because I paid she, for them. And then she tried to get the, uh, an attitude with the man, which was hilarious. He was like, um, 
man, we can give you some popcorn. She said, I don't want that popcorn. I want fresh popcorn. He was like, man, I'm going to take 19 minutes that we already have popcorn, you know, up there. And he basically like, it makes no sense for us to pop you popcorn. But I've done it before. I was like, oh, Lord. Did she have her own special oil to the head to use and hold the salt, hold the butter? She might as well came in with her own popcorn dinner. That was the case. It was just amazing. <laughs> like, I just watched that whole exchange, like, and this is why, you know, you got to have a job like retirement. Like, it don't matter. Right. How, it don't matter how old you get. You need something to do in your life. Because <laughs> when you get that old and you don't have nothing, nothing to do, do, you think arguing for 30 minutes over some popcorn <laughs> is worth it. Why you missing half a fucking movie? Right. Because me and Roger uh, ordered, bought the tickets, ordered, went to them, and she was still arguing with them she, people. She didn't come for the movie. She came for the reclining chairs. And the popcorn. <laughs> so she yeah. could have uh, a good nap. She like, you know what? I don't got no AC in my house. <laughs> yep. I just want to go. I'm not even going in the movie. I'm just going to eat popcorn right. in the lobby. <laughs> people watch. I need a freshly pop. You know, I have my <laughs> sodium intake. I need to get that down. Right. And when, and when that dude said 19 minutes, I looked at her and I was like, this bitch really going to wait 19 minutes? <laughs> yeah, it like, wasn't like he said 19 minutes. She went, damn, all right, well, just no, give me. She, she was like, okay. Can I just get some M&Ms? Nope. <laughs> She said, I'm going to wait there. I get, exactly. I get upset if I had to wait two minutes for an apple pie at McDonald's. Dog, I'd be like, fine, but I want free this and free that I for will, my wait. I will walk out of the movie concession line if there's like two people in front of me. Oh, we sure will. I'm like, like you know it. what? Fuck it, man. I'll just get some water from the water fountain. <laughs> right. But these motherfuckers, like 19 minutes? Dog. <laughs> and she was like, yes, I'll wait. And he looked at her like, bitch, you being unreasonable. I thought, yes, I don't know is. if I could stand up that long in one spot just waiting yeah <laughs> like just standing for 19 minutes and, aimlessly and, and and you know how the popcorn thing is you got that big ass thing up there you got all this popcorn underneath it so they're either gonna have to clean all that out or either make fresh popcorn just for you out of a popcorn bin it's fucking already full it's already full of goddamn popcorn i was like oh god this woman's insane yeah, that's they so- should have refunded her money and told her to have right. a nice day yeah, there's some things that do piss me off enough to be to make me do something inconvenient to myself, but that's not one of them. <laughs> nah, you know not not demanding fresh popcorn. No, thank yeah, you. Yeah, like I like one of the things that I will like do inconvenient to myself is like whenever they do that thing where you give them a twenty dollar bill and they pull out a pen and like mark it and look at it all funny. And then they, before they give you a change, yep. mm-hmm. whenever they give me my change, I take time and look at all the bills. Like, <laughs> like I'll, I'll do that. Cause I'm I, like, I wish I had, you know, <laughs> like, why do you not trust me? I shouldn't trust you either. Like, like now, you know what I mean? It's like, I didn't know this was an untrustworthy transaction <laughs> until you brought the distrust into it. So do I need to check my money too? Like, why are you checking your money? What's like, what's wrong with the money now? We, like, we, we ought to go buy one of them pins. I don't know if you can buy them pins or tell if your dollar's real, but we ought to buy one. It's just a black marker. Yeah, I might do that. <laughs> I don't even know if it's a sharpie. Yeah, it probably don't even work. It's probably just a highlighter. And they like, <laughs> they just be looking at I your think, face to I see if it goes. turns a certain color if the, if the money's not real. I think it's fake. They just, they just turn, they just sell them highlighters and none of it changes <laughs> colors and they just do it just to make you, just to make, cause I've never seen anyone get caught. I, and I was going to say, what type of training do they have to go to, to where they can spot, um, you know, um, fake bills, but they can't get your order right? Right. Yeah, that's the truth. They can't make got they can't just make your food with cheese only on it. But they can spot a <laughs> fake twenty dollar bill. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> that that makes what and kind of tw- training system? Twenty dollars is more than extra cheese. What do they do if it is fake? 
Nothing. You gonna give it back? Take it. They take it in a way, and then you have to alert the manager because they can't. It's just like you know Walmart. They the uh, cashier not supposed to stop you. They supposed to stop. They supposed to get the um somebody else the to quality get, control. People. Yeah, because they don't pay you to do that. Yeah, I mean, well, they act like they gonna be like, oh well, I'm not gonna take this twenty. dollars It's not your twenty dollars, right? I'll take the twenty dollars. Give I it to the just, bank. I would just grab it and then pass it off to the next person. Like, hey, this is your problem now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> This is your problem, dude. But yeah, I, I, I'm gonna start checking that shit. Mm-hmm. What, I'm gonna bring my own highlighter. Don't we gotta buy one? Yeah. You know, I, you know what I'm gonna start doing is, um, I'm gonna start calling everybody boy. Mm. <laughs> when I'm oh online. lord! Hey, young boy. <laughs> uh, let me order a uh, <laughs> a double whopper. No, I had you know a, what I'm saying like I, just everybody, <laughs> young boy. I had a cashier at the gas station that was too friendly. Have you ever had that? <laughs> yeah. Like it, I walked, it makes me feel uncomfortable. Like I, yeah, like I walked in the store, it was just me and him, and he was he a was young bored. black. He was a young black dude, and it wasn't like he was trying to like follow me around to see if I was stealing or anything. Like I always come in there, I get two Gatorades because they two for three dollars. So I go in there, I go to get my Gatorades, and he was at the register. He's like, "Good morning, sir." <laughs> and I was looking around like. Is he talking to me? Uh, what up? And I was like, hey, good morning, man. He's like, how's your day? I was like, bitch, it's 7 in the morning. <laughs> Not, the day hasn't even begun. Just trying to make it to yeah. the gym. Yeah, yeah. Th- 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 that's why Roger need be, because I'll start talking. But Roger be looking at him like, like, shut the fuck up. He's like, you thirsty? I'm like, bitch, I'm getting two Gatorades. <laughs> I damn well better be. <laughs> I, I use Turk for the same thing, Karen. Like, when we go in places and they were like, hey, good I morning. Don't mind. I don't even look over at the people. No, a lot of times Roger don't. A lot of times they'll they be like, your service good. I, and Roger normally don't look up or respond. I'll be like, it's all right. It's good. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. Because he, he can give two fucks about what they're talking well, about. Well, anyway. Yeah, well, nobody got time for that. And you'll know if it's not good because I'll be complaining. Like, that's my. Oh, right. That's how you can tell. I mean, if right. I, if I, I tip you, it was good. If I right. Tip, it was good. We don't need a lot of discussion. <laughs> like, especially when you see I'm already like, reading or listening to my headphones like just give me my food and shut the fuck up can you fill up this survey and tell us how excellent or yeah. bad service was today what do you oh here's my favorite what are you reading like uh, you really give a fuck i'm actually reading uh ultimate spider-man volume four <laughs> issue three. Oh, okay yeah spider-man i know peter parker right <laughs> like, shut the fuck up, man. Uh, what was even worse? Spider Man, he got spider powers. <laughs> oh, no. they, always ask, they always follow it up with some shit that let you know they're not really interested, right? I really don't oh, know what it Superman, is. Superman, Superman, yeah, yeah, he can fly. No, then, but they always comment on who they like better than Spider Man right. and want to get in the contest about which superhero better. Well, that's the nerd off shit. I hate the nerd off shit because they think yeah. it's endearing them, but it's just they tip going down. I'm like, if if I'm reading Batman. And you come up to me and start talking about how Superman is better. Why do, now I'm in an argument when I just wanted to eat some food and read my fucking <laughs> book. No, no, po- I really used to be into Pokemon cards. Uh, you still collect those? Right. You're like, like no, man, wait, I, don't, I don't collect those. This is squ- there's two separate <laughs> genres. Yeah. <laughs> like, how we go from cards to comic books? You know, my brother. Oh, the worst. You know, my brother reads comic books. Right. Well, I wish he was here. Then we could talk. <laughs> Get the fuck out of my face. And what was even worse was when uh Rodzik was reading How to Be Black. Oh, my God, because everybody would ask him about that goddamn book. And for the record, uh people listening, I did not derail this conversation. I do want to talk True Blood. <laughs> I can't wait what to you? talk True Blood. These, I, there's no more reason to stall. <laughs> if I, I would have started this show and said, uh, uh the black guy tells True Blood, let's go. <laughs> 
but they want to talk about other things. But so. this is what Karen and I do. Right. And we somewhat enjoy it. I know I I get a thrill out of it. <laughs> oh, y'all, y'all do what y'all want. I'm, I mean, <laughs> I'm chilling either way because when this is over, it's over. <laughs> I Are am you gonna done. Play party music? I made it. So you, I thought, but I thought you had said we was gonna start doing a recap from season one and work our way up. Yep, that's right. We get to start over. <laughs> we made it. Fine, it's fine, sir. Go ahead, continue with the show. Be professional. <laughs> I know, right? Be uh, I wish I had some. We made it music. What is this? Just Blaze. We made it. <laughs> You know what? This nope. sounds Drake out of We Made It. Hold up, nah. This sounds triumphant though. This is this is how I felt when the credits rolled. Brooklyn, Brooklyn mm-hmm. came a long way since Big, huh? Came a long way. Yeah. You know it's our time, baby. Time, baby. We taking off. Taking off. Side note: Just Blaze got a. Who's Just Blaze? I don't know. It's but... not Just Blaze. Just Blaze. <laughs> Josh Blaze. <laughs> oh, Josh Blaze. That's Josh Blaze. There we go. Is he related to Michael Blaze? Um, I don't know. We made it. Josh Bay, this is your, this your big moment, dog. You're welcome. Shout out to you. Do what you wanna. Came from being under. Now they all wonder. We made it. Came from the bottom. Made a couple dollars. Just getting started. We made it. Can't complain cause it feels nice. And the pain never felt. Nah, you're right. This is not triumphant enough. No. I need, no, I need we need some with, yeah, more beats that, and bass. I'm telling you that Drake that, and, uh, but it's Drake. Boy. But it's Drake, it's, though. And Soldier Boy. But, but it, you act like that's a convincing just, argument. Ah! Just play it. Oh, Drake and Soldier Boy? Well, shit, then. <laughs> right. I'm surprised I hadn't already heard this. Right, my nigga, right. You know how, you know how I get down <laughs> with Drake and Soldier Boy. <laughs> you have to love it. Uh yeah, it's not on here, man. So it must uh must not dun, exist. Dun, 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 there there got to be a triumphant song. I'm trying uh, to think. Th- it used to be a basketball song. I think Ludacris is on it or something. Uh, like, I don't know, dog. I don't see nothing with Drake as Soldier Boy. Uh, it's called We Made It. Uh, hmm. I don't know, dog. Um, I'm trying to think. See a lot of other Soldier Boy shit, but no, um, no don't want none mm-hmm. of that. Any, oh. anything Kanye doing kind of fit that category? Because, you know, he he like them beats. Got it right there. What the song is it? Hey, man, we run a professional podcast here. <laughs> you turn that shit off, please. <laughs> thank, thank you. I'll thank you very much to turn that off. <laughs> uh. Oh, wait, I have heard that before. Is the name of it We Made It? Yup. Well, that's what I saved it as. Oh, oh, oh. oh, Lord, that's what <laughs> I saved it as. Never mind, man. Turn that shit off, man. Come on, dog. Nope. My nigga, we made it. Yeah, that's what I saved it Because the audience cannot hear that. Oh, maybe it's, maybe it's nigga, we made it. Yeah. Nope. Nope. It's by Drake. That's what, that's what Justice said. Who knows, man? Yeah, hit me, Soldier Boy. Um, I'll be up on it. I, I keep my ear to the streets. Yeah, well, apparently, uh. Yeah, we gotta, we gotta find you some, some, we made it music. Yeah, apparently we, uh, maybe I can find some, some, maybe, maybe if, uh, I don't know. You know what? Let's just do the fucking thing. I, I will say this before we get started. I mm-hmm. look. Wait, what's this? Cheers. Taking shots in here. You want one? <laughs> Oh. Nope, not celebratory yeah. enough. I yeah. look so forward to this show. I was sitting in class this morning, 
And I realized my conversation was extremely ratchet, and I had to tell myself to tone it back down. Mm. I am not at the show. I cannot be having these conversations. Somebody got a whole playlist uh, called Nigga We Made It, but I don't see We oh Made It on Lord. here. <laughs> no no songs called We Made It on here. What, what, are, what are the songs called then? I don't know. Dreams and Nightmares by Meek Mills, Cookie Jar by Featuring Oh, I like Dream. that song. Yep. TKO Black Friday mix. Anyway, uh, we made it, man. Fuck it. Uh, True Blood started, and uh, I I forgot because in the preview they said uh, Sookie was like, I can only use, I got these stupid fairy powers. I can only use this ball one more time, then I turn human. And I was like, she gonna use the ball one more time? Because then she used her powers to open up that uh, back of the uh, the tunnel in the back of that Fantasia. Already? No, uh, that was um, Vampire Bill. No, she did it when she found Sarah Newland first. Oh, yeah. Oh, she okay. turned the car around, drove over there, punched through the wall with her superpowers. Yep. So that's the one time. And she, well, her one time was with Warlow. Yeah, but uh, I guess she didn't use it, or did she use it then, or what? She used it then. So, so what the fuck? So she could use it more than once. It, it just, she has to have at least. Two to three penises to rejuvenate her fairy powers. Oh, okay. That's in between uses. Because um, that's, that's the only thing different. <laughs> so last week ended with Bill knocking on her door. And this week uh, started with Bill open, coming in the door. And he basically just wanted to let Sicky down easy. It sounded like, you know, like, hey, I just want to let you know I still want to die. And I know that makes you sad. But it's for your it's all, it's for your best it's for your own good best interest. So just let it go, and you know you can move on without me. And she was like, you know, this is very difficult. I want you to live. I don't want you to die. He's like, nope, this is for the best. You're never gonna get over me if you don't. So just you know, we can never have kids. Um, so you just need to get, have some kids of your own and be happy and find a good man. And I was like, okay, Bill, well, you can leave, right? Yep. Nope. He I, said. I was thinking, mm-hmm. when you broke up already, so why you got to go over there to break up again? Right. Is this the, oh, I want to have sex one more time? Right. You already had that veiny ass, ugly sex. <laughs> Let it go. Yep. He was like, one more time, one more time. So then he dropped the bombshell on her, which is that he didn't just want to die. He wants her to use her fairy Kamehameha to kill him. Oh, Lord. Rather than just let him die from the Help V like he was going to. I was like, just let the fucking Help V kill him. And then don't worry about her because even with her super fairy powers, because he was like, as long as you're a fairy, vampires always going to want you. Mm-hmm. But it's like, um, if she has Help V, vampires are going to still stay away. He's so selfish, man. He don't want nobody else to he have her. He don't want nobody else to. Cause she was, she was stupid enough. She wanted to, um, she wanted Sarah Newland to give him the cure, but she didn't want it for herself. Mm-hmm. Made no sense to me. Yeah, I, I was disgusted, man. Uh, cause like the other part of that is, how you gonna decide for her that she don't want to be a fairy no more? <laughs> you know what I mean? You like, oh, you shouldn't be a fairy anymore, cause I decided. He's like, if, if you don't, if, part of his reason was like, if you don't kill me, I'll always come back to you. Bitch, you got help V. You never coming back. 
you gonna face the true death no matter what. He so if he just said church after that, it might would have worked. Right. Yeah. yeah. But he didn't say church, so therefore he couldn't pimp her out the way he wanted. Yeah, I didn't get the why this will better this will set us both free. Like, shut up, man. Yeah, that scene was entirely too long. For some reason, unbeknownst to me, there was a cut scene of the Asian dudes, Mr. Gus and crew, <laughs> driving around. Yep. And they fast and furious cars listening to rap. <laughs> Do you know what the point of that scene was? Cause like, when we ended rap? last week, they was like, we need to go find Sookie. But then like, in this scene, they were driving in the car and then they show up at Fantasia. So like, why, why was Mr. Gus in the car? Where did he go? Is that a missing scene where they went out to get something to eat and then came <laughs> back? So you saying they went and ordered Chinese food? No, I was gonna say they ordered pizza. <laughs> I, was say go they ordered, pick it up. I was gonna say they ordered pizza. But you I, know what? I, I would say a steak for them. Mm-hmm. A steak, no rice. Yeah, steak and potatoes. Some like something American. I'm just saying, why the fuck would they leave? Is all I'm saying. So apparently they get out of the car, even though they were already at Fantasia at the end of the last episode. Um, they leave Eric and Pam alone with fucking Sarah Newland, which is like a huge no no because that was where all the line started in the first place. Yeah, and they can't. I thought you couldn't trust them. Yeah, you. The whole thing happened because you can't trust them around Sarah and all this shit. So um my man uh Eric was like, We about to let her go. Pam, unchain her. Pam was like, the fuck for? He was like, fine, I do it myself. And I was like, good for you, Pam. I'm glad she stood up to him. She not his progeny anymore. You know what I mean? Yep. So she could tell him go fuck himself, man. She shouldn't have to damn unchain that bitch, man. What what it Sarah Newland been doing nothing but getting them in trouble. How many times has her life been at risk over Eric and these hoes? Right. So she was basically like, no, I'm not unchaining her. And Eric was like, I'll unchain her then. Move. And he was like, um, I'm gonna let you, let her go. Um, uh, and then he made Pam give her some blood so they can always track her. And then he told her to lead through the tunnel. And I was like, why does she, like, what's the point of making her leave? Cause they could have done what they wanted to do with her sitting right there if they wanted. But yep. they told her to leave. And he was basically like, now we about to fuck up these jacuzzis. And I said, finally. Why has it taken nine weeks <laughs> for them to realize they could just fuck these Asian dudes up? They just Asian dudes with swords and guns. They not even super powered. Yep, just wait oh. till night. Not, they don't do nothing special? No, I swore to God, I thought they was going to turn into wolves or zombies or something that it would explain why Eric and them didn't kill them the first time they talked shit to them. They kept making it seem like they, like they was professional vampire killers or something. Mm-hmm. Like the way they kept showing it um, like during flashbacks and everything. So Mr. Gus came down in the basement. He was like, uh, what's going on, Eric? Where, where's uh Sarah? Where my money at, bitch? And he was like, uh, we uh, she escaped through the tunnel in the back. He was like, why y'all ain't stop? He was like, cause I let her go. And he said, kill them. And two age dudes pulled out Uzis and immediately got their neck snapped. Yep. Yeah, sounds about right. So what was the fucking point all this time? Eric and Pam have been tied up with silver chains multiple times. They've been put into this death chamber room. Like, 
what is this? Why are you taking orders from these dudes ever? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't get it. I don't. I never understood why Pam kept letting herself get captured. Yeah, I don't. Like, I don't get it, man. Even when Eric was sick, he killed all those people before <laughs> the, those people, the samurai dudes, got him. And the va- and the baby vamps, which still had vampire strength, mm-hmm. he killed them too. I don't get it, man. That's another reason why this show was stupid, and the ending was stupid. Right. <laughs> so um, he glamoured Sarah Newland. Which is funny because they could have glamoured this trick anytime. But they just now figured out they need to glamour her. Why? She been running from them, running shit, controlling everything for all this time. Y'all could have glamoured her at any point in time. Just glamour that trick. Get it over with. Maybe being a vampire you lose some brain cells or something. I don't know. <laughs> like, you know, you know how your insides die and decay away? Maybe slowly but surely your brain just kind of decays away over the centuries. Yeah. Because they stupid as hell. Yeah. Um, so they killed the Yakuza in five seconds flat after nine episodes of cowering from them. <laughs> um, that was terrible. Them niggas didn't even have powers. I, what, such a letdown. Then uh, Mr. Gus started crawling through the tunnel to go after Sarah Newland. And Eric went and got some gasoline and a lighter. And I guess they said, fuck how physics actually works because <laughs> somehow he made the fire flow through the tunnel and burn up mr gus just like the whole place was a bomb or something yeah and, and, I, and i was thinking how many times can they set this building on fire the structure to this building has to be weak as hell yeah one day the dance floor just gonna give out <laughs> um so then eric flashed up all the way to uh Suki's house because that's where the killers had been sent and he killed all the killers right outside of Suki's house. And Suki woke up and heard the sound and went back to bed because fuck it. Yeah, it wasn't about her. It's not like she never had nothing dangerous happen outside her house before. Oh, she's had a lot of shit happen around her house. Everything happened outside her house. You know, but uh, the best scene in the, mo- in the whole episode happened right after that. Where Eric had a, a backseat full of Japanese corpses. And he was dancing. Uh, in the mirror of the car, like Night the Roxbury. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best part of the whole episode. Like they could have just did that for forty minutes and ended it. Um. So, uh, Pam caught up with Sarah, and Sarah was at a theme park, a music park, and he said that was where Eric made um, the fuck is that girl's name? Mara. I think that's how you pronounce her name. And uh, she said she found out by reading Bill's book. And Pam was like, I, don't, I ain't read Bill's book. I just looked at the parts I was in. That was it. Um, Pam bars. Pam bars. And then Sarah was basically like, hey, um, I, 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 I got these two cheeseburgers, man. I'll suck <laughs> your dick. Dick. And uh, Pam was like, I wouldn't let you be gay and be my progeny and try to take Tara's place. I wouldn't let you eat my pussy, and I wouldn't eat yours. No. She, she said, I wouldn't let you. She said something like, I wouldn't let you go. No, I wouldn't go down on you for a whole, however many million dollars, and there's all the money in the world uh, wouldn't get me to go down on you. And then she was like, but I do want to bite your neck and get this cure, because I ain't been vaccinated yet. Pam been looking at her neck the whole time thinking, when am I going to get a bite of this bitch neck? Mm, so she she got some of her neck, and then she um 
they cut to the next scene and it was jessica showing up to see bill and bill like could sense her outside so i guess even when you like release your progeny you can still sense where they're at i guess apparently you're not supposed to but you know they don't give a fuck about rules yeah so he ah! said she was outside and he opened the door and it was her and hoyt and she came in and he had a nice little chat with hoyt now can you turn a hoe into a housewife because mm. the, the theory is you can't right well i think it i think that's just people talking shit i think you can do it now, I know someone, a great philosopher, once said, your wholeness can be erased. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, think the philosopher's name was Drea. But uh, <laughs> I just don't know about the, the that hoe that cheated on me with my best friend. Yeah, see, I don't think Jessica's a hoe in the sense that that saying is talking about. I just think she's a shady motherfucker. <laughs> Like, it, you know what I mean? Like, it ain't about sleeping with people or any. She's just a bad person. And they just erasing all of this because it's the end of the series and they need to make that relationship happen. They could have sent him back to Alaska. I mean, that could have, that would have ended Hoyt. Yeah. I guess what the real question is, can you turn a simp into a pimp? And it seems like the answer is no. <laughs> no. Once, <laughs> once a simp, always a simp. Like, this dude don't even have his memories of being a simp and went back to being a simp. <laughs> How's that possible? But but can cut down the baddest bitch in Alaska. Yeah. <laughs> the baddest bitch in Alaska. Treat her like shit. Mm-hmm. So um, Jessica comes in, and Hoyt is basically talking to Bill about him being ready to die. And, um, him, uh, what else he say to him? Oh, but did he get that blood I left you? And he was like, man, I didn't know who that blood was from. I ain't eat that shit. <laughs> yep. Um, <laughs> Even though I'm going to die soon. Yeah. I was like, damn, Bill. That was cold, man. He sat around the house hungry, but I ain't going to eat it because it got ketchup on it. And I don't eat ketchup. <laughs> so then Jessica was like, um, I got something to say. I don't want you to die. Uh, but I want you to know that even no matter what happens, I'm going to be able to take care of myself. And he said, that's exactly what I needed to hear. And then he told he he asked uh, Hoyt, was he gonna marry Jessica? Yeah. So, so is she taking care of herself, or she found her man to take care of her? Right. Which I thought. Well, was, I guess that's the same thing for, for yeah, most women. I guess you no know, disrespect. I thought that was pretty. Uh, pat- <laughs> thought that was a lot of patriarchy there to be like. She was like, I can take care of myself. He's like, cool. Uh, Hoyt, can you take care of her for me? <laughs> not not the progressive. <laughs> progressive vampire bill yeah progressive vampire bill still has some pretty antiquated notions regarding sex <laughs> and race mm-hmm. what do you mean race what does that have to do with race remember he uh, was was friend of slaves no 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 that's not an antiquated notion okay. he was ahead of his time back then oh he was my bad but apparently in 2014 he's an old conservative ah he's Republican, like can, can a man take care of you um so he said hey, can, um you know you try to get married and in true simp fashion, he said, yeah, mm-hmm. a day after me and Jessica. Mm-hmm. Why not? She can get half. A day after having sex with her for the first time, in his mind, <laughs> he said, I'm ready to leave my woman that I've been with, who came all the way down from Alaska with me, mm-hmm. to be with you. Not knowing that she glammed him and told him this is the best pussy he ever had. Mm-hmm. 
that's what happened she probably was having sex once she said now listen i know i want you to think that you came twice and that it's the best sex you ever had in your life and now i'm gonna go watch tv a <laughs> <laughs> scandal is all yeah. right I can't, I can't wait for them to fast forward five years and he'd be like jessica you ran up the credit cards again and she'd be like you want me to run up the credit cards because you like that i look the best you know what it's okay i just like that you look the best mm-hmm. stupid i'm stupid <laughs> oh um, lord i'm stupid <laughs> so uh is so so basically he's like can i talk to jessica can i talk to you in the office and Who, bill yeah bill okay. said that to jessica and he was like she was oh no i think jessica asked if she talked to him right because she wanted to be like nigga how you just gonna bring up this marriage shit and he was like look dog this is what it is i'm dying is you trying to get married or what and she was like you know, ever since I was a little girl, I wanted to get married. So, yes, I will marry him. Did they leave or did Hoyt just turn his head and look at the wall the whole time? He stayed in the other room. They went into uh, Bill and uh, Jessica went into Bill's office. All right. Because one time it looked like he was just standing there looking off into space while mm-hmm. they was having a private conversation. And I, the whole time I kept thinking, like, so they about to get married in a day. And it's in the middle of the day. They're not going to invite no other vampires? Um, they don't care. But, you know, it's they not the get, first time. They don't need witnesses? Well, they have some witnesses. It's not the first time that a woman has wiped a man's mind and then married him. Oh, Lord. It's too much like real life. They don't forget all his friends and family. Then <laughs> Leave them all behind. Take them and marry them away. Uh... Bill was looking so sick during that scene, too, talking to Jessica. He like he had to take the most serious shit of all time. I mean, he looked sick seasons ago. It's just now he got veiny, you know, the black vein showing. Yeah. But he always looked sick to me. Yeah, but he like he had the shit, though. It was different. <laughs> he was like, Jessica, can you just get out for a second? <laughs> um, I also hate that relationship because they try to do the paternalistic father-daughter thing. But Jessica's, like, not really young enough to play the daughter role. You know what I mean? Like, she's younger than Bill, don't get me wrong. But they treat her like she's 13. When she's, you know, she's seen some things at this point. Mm -hmm. Bill tried to give her a curfew at one point. Mm Mm-hmm. So they talk about her like she's 13. It's really weird. And especially considering this is the same show that has Eric and Pam. And they had the same progeny maker relationship, right? Yep. But it's totally different. Like, Eric and Pam could be fucking. Like, that's how different that relationship is. Like, if you found out Eric and Pam were fucking, you'd be like, that's about right. Yeah, what took him so long? If you found out Bill and Jessica was fucking, you'd be like, uh, this pedophile nigga, what is he doing? <laughs> you <laughs> fucking your kid. own daughter, dude. Uh, so, um, they had a flashback in Suggy's house. She's just sitting around remembering old shit. And she remember uh, Tara and her and her grandmama sitting around the table when they was kids. Now, Tara's see, grandmama, Suki's grandmama. Suki's grandmama. Now, okay. see, I felt like because Suki's so self-absorbed, all her thoughts center around her. Like, even when she alone, she's not thinking about, 
She, it's just about her. She even hallucinates about herself. <laughs> Not hallucinate. Yeah, and like, first of all, I'm so goddamn tired of the flashbacks this year. <laughs> like, they had to throw some more into the last episode. Flashback really didn't mean shit. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't even add to the show. It didn't answer any questions. And this episode was 10 minutes longer than the rest. So it was like 20 <laughs> minutes of flashbacks for no fucking reason. Like, their flashback was really like, I remember me and Tara walked in the house one day, and I was like, we was talking about relationships. She said she liked Jason. And I said, ew, you like Jason? And then, uh, by the way, the little girl who played Tara, she had some really good acting with her southern accent. It was uh, it was as forced as Tara's was in the first season. <laughs> but the dialogue was so shitty. Kids don't even talk like that. <laughs> yep. The lines are just so bad, man. It was like they never met a kid in their life. Because kids don't even talk in complete sentences and ideas at that age. Not when they're smaller, no. Yeah, and like they were just sitting up there like, uh, do you think you could ever be in a relationship? And I was like, that's not how people talk. That's not how kids talk. I yeah. feel like the writers on this season got paid episode to episode. Like, we're not writing anything <laughs> to our check clip. I think they got paid per flashback. <laughs> like uh we got three flashbacks this episode so that should be uh 300,000 right um so then uh Suki said something about never getting married and selling down and then her grandmama came in and was like don't you say that you could get married mm-hmm. and I was like I guess that's the only way a white kid on TV can get in trouble well I felt like the- saying that they dreams ain't big enough black kids get in trouble for having dreams too big yeah, white do. kids get in trouble for not dreaming hard enough. That's all I can say. I feel like that's the pep talk all white women get. And that's that's what made Sookie the woman she is today, where she can do any and everything she wants, period. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that was this pointless flashback. Uh, just so tedious. Uh, we get it. Sarah and Sookie. Sookie and Terry used to be kids. Got it. <laughs> um, she was raised by a grandmama because the mama wasn't shit. Right. Jason uh, was sleeping. So, uh, so Suki went over to his crib, uh, and she met Bridget wearing Jason's clothes. And she was like, "So you been fucking my brother?" She was like, "Nope, we didn't have sex." Suki was like, "What? Why y'all ain't all all women don't fuck on the first date?" Yeah, she made it seem too like they forced the intimacy angle with Jason so hard, like he didn't date Violet for a whole year without sex. <laughs> I think it was just uh, Suki mind. People fucking, in her mind, everybody should be fucking when they first meet. Cause mm-hmm. she gonna fuck. That's how she do. Yeah. Um, so, uh, she woke up, Jason, with some coffee, and then, uh, Bridget was like, but we only have instant coffee. She was like, that's cause my brother's disgusting. <laughs> then she woke him up with coffee and was like, hey, um, I gotta ask you some questions. And he was like, basically thinking the same thing the audience was thinking, which is, Suki, are you asking Jason for advice? <laughs> he was, cause he basically stopped. It was like, why are we wasting this scene? Cause you know, I'm stupid. <laughs> she was like, you know what? You are stupid. Um, but if, you know, that's my bad. And, <laughs> he's, too, uh, he's too stupid to have negative thoughts about her for her to, for her to read. And that's when they got phone calls. She got, they, he got a call from Hoyt asking him to be his best man hours after knocking him out. So he was supposed to show up with a black eye and be his best man. And see, I was hoping they were done with them. Like, oh, okay, they showed them they're supposed to get married. That's the end of them, right? They're not going to show them no We more. all were hoping. 
And I was like, well, uh-huh. do they owe Hoyt money? Like a uh, coach's contract? And was like, well, we got to pay him this money anyway. We're going to make him come back and uh, do some scenes. Right. Because what <laughs> they yeah, we really could have done without Because Hoyt Fortenberry is really just a one-dimensional character. Yep. There's nothing else for him to do other than be a good man for Jessica. We got it. The end. But uh, he called Jason and was like, can you be my best man after I knocked your ass out? And I believe I tweeted, oh, my God, to be his best man. Nigga, are you fucking serious? Oh, <laughs> oh my God, fuck this show. <laughs> that was my response. And Jason said yes, of course, right? Of course he said yes, okay. Karen. Uh, and so then Suki got a call from Jessica asking if she had a dress that she can get married in. And I was like, you going to ask this whore for a wedding dress? <laughs> What's wrong with you? You know it's been used. Mm-hmm. It's probably got vampire and wolf semen on it. Aww. That's right. You know she don't. She probably don't fairy. watch it like Monica Lewinsky. It got fairy dust on it too. Now remember she was going <laughs> wallow. Did she mm-hmm. fuck wallow? Yeah, it got fairy vampire semens on it. So uh, they're they propped to getting married. Um, and I kept thinking, is Bridget expected to attend? Because it feel like it would be a bit soon. <laughs> and I would not begrudge her for opening all the blinds. <laughs> <laughs> or burning that damn house down. Yep. What they going to do? Leave? <laughs> yeah. Vampire wedding in the middle of the goddamn day. I'd show up and break everything. <laughs> you know what? This is the thing I was wondering. Yeah, so they can marry vampires, but same-sex people can't get married yet. Right. Okay. Uh, Andy, Holly, and um, who's the other woman? Arlene. Andy, Holly, and Arlene show up to Vampire Bill's house um, for the wedding. People he don't like. Yep. And Vampire Bill was like, can I talk to you for a second in my office, uh, um, Andy? Sure, Vampire Bill. Whatever you want to talk about, let's go. (laughs) So he went in there, and he was like, uh... He was like, hey, man, I've been thinking about it, and I know we got some good history and some bad history, but um, you're actually the only person old enough to legally inherit my shit. And uh, Andy was like, I don't know if I want your shit. Mm-hmm. And he was like, and Bill was like, listen, man, it's not that. I want you to take it and, you know, maybe let Jessica stay in this house for a dollar a month rent. Give it the rent. Yeah, he's like, and... uh. If you take, uh, you know, and if they forget to pay, you know, maybe you cover it. How much is a dollar? Yeah. <laughs> Four quarters, that is. <laughs> uh, Ten I feel dimes. Like it, I feel like in real life, he really would have had to ask how much is how much is a dollar. Oh, that's not good. So uh, Bill says, you know, cool. And I was like, I think Andy just became an accessory to murder and tax evasion because <laughs> Bill killed that fucking attorney. He yada yada that shit. I went to the bank and uh you know, long story short, uh I didn't get the loan. And uh I was I was like, yada yada, nigga, you killed her. And another dude for just doing his job. All right, coming to coming to see what the hell was happening. Someone gonna show up and ask about this. They gonna read the paperwork that you applied for and be like, This dude might be a suspect. It was the last one seen. Yeah. The last person number called. This is about the time where I actually got mad. Oh. Right. Up until this point, I was a little perturbed. But I got full-blown mad at this episode. (laughs) They did the wedding. They didn't even invite Reverend Daniels or any black people. (laughs) 
If this ain't the most racist bullshit. <laughs> oh, so Lafayette and Nope, Mom. not Letty May, he not Lafayette. Well, Cam was right. He not that progressive. Yeah, he <laughs> not. He can't be, no. Vampire Bill didn't let no black people come to his house. None of them vampires. All of them could have made it. They haven't had shit to do since they got closure. They couldn't have just came through... Let the reverend actually officiate the wedding. All so right. it's official. He's a well, reverend. Now, they can work in the fields, but not in my house. Am I right? <laughs> Am I right? Some of my best slaves are black. Yeah, I can help them get the freedom, but you, they're not walking mm. my damn house. They can serve my food at my parties, but uh, I don't want them as guests. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Am I right? I tell you this much. Negroes living next door are worse than a true death. Oh, Lord. Um... But yeah, man, I was so mad, dog. Like, they did this whole, like, Hoyt getting cold feet. And then, uh, they made a little joke about, um, that movie with Harrison Ford, whatever, something Henry, whatever. And how they had all seen the movie together, but Hoyt didn't remember it. <laughs> and I was like, and this is the kind of condition you want to get married in. <laughs> Everybody has an upper hand on you. All the jokes on you. All right. the jokes on you. Because you don't remember none of the jokes. Hey, Hoyt, remember the time I fucked your girlfriend? Uh, wait, you fucked my girlfriend? <laughs> yeah. Well, don't be mad. You didn't know. Um, you didn't know. So he got, uh, he had cold feet, and then Jason said him straight. He said, we got to live every day like it's our last. And if we do that, it puts everything in prescription for us. Proverbs. Yep. And he really did say everything in prescription for us. <laughs> not perception. Not perspective. Woo! Prescription. Proverbs. Rx. <laughs> ah! Uh I really didn't get like cause then they did this whole thing was like Suki went to the room where, you know, the bride's not supposed to see the groom and Jess was getting dressed and then Arlene showed up and she was like, I need another set of eyes, come look at me. And they all did this thing where they don't show Jessica, but they show everybody's face and they were all like, Oh my God! Oh my God! <gasps> what? You look, oh, she looks so good, y'all. And they kept doing that cutaway. And when they finally cut to her on sitting on the steps in the dress, I was like, Man. You know what I kept thinking? That's Suki really gonna start to hate and be mad that someone else is getting more attention to her. She gonna kill Bill at the wedding. I I just kept thinking uh-huh. Suki's dress did not look good on her. It, it looked okay at best. It didn't look good at all. And it was too close to white for Suki or Jessica to be wearing. I was going to say, day. and it had stains on it. Yeah. Oh. That was the main problem. Yeah. The the, the wolf semen is hard to get out. She should have she sent that to um, the Yokomoto Corporation for their special dry cleaning. You got to use club soda on wolf semen. Everybody knows this. That's how you get it out. <laughs> you, you you don't block that shit. Yeah, Pat. It's Pat. <laughs> um, but yeah, that they were sizing that. Um, and then I just then at this point I realized they've been talking about this wedding for twenty five minutes. Nothing else. They didn't cut to any other scene during the entire lead up to the wedding. What's about second? If Eric and Pam didn't get invited, none of the black people got invited. And finally, Sookie could read Bill's mind. So we did all this shit. 
just so she could have a moment where she read his mind and saw that he sincerely loved her and wanted her to i don't know she could she stayed couldn't mind her business she stay in other people's business well you know supposedly she can't read vampire minds but fuck it why not now when she read eric's mind remember when um when she realized that um sarah newland was in the basement no she didn't she read mr gus's mind oh okay because he was standing there staring at her yeah like they violated the rule man fuck this show rules who cares like you set up a rule for seven seasons and then at the last second was like eh whatever what i mean because it's not like when eric was dying of uh help v she could read his mind i could have sworn she had read that was eric's mind but no know. i know for a fact that mr gus he kept being like i don't trust him i don't and then uh he was like when she finds out what we got down in the basement no he said as long as we got down got what we got down in the basement and i was like oh shit she gonna go look in the basement because of mr gus untrustworthy ass she's so intrusive yeah but man but fuck that man you're not supposed to be able to have this power Maybe to help V making her stronger. Yeah. It's having a reverse effect on her. It gave her, giving her her powers back and, and making her stronger. Meanwhile, Andy's presiding over a wedding for a woman that killed all his kids except one. Mm-hmm. Most bon ton wedding ever. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, you may kiss your vampire bride. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Potato salad. He, he got his voice from Sling Blade. Right. <laughs> Like fried potatoes, <laughs> mustard, ketchup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, what you probably hear when you read his mind? Uh, Siggy uh, still found time to re- dispense some relationship advice to J- Jason on her way back home. She the fairest to you, Harvey dog. <laughs> Life in shambles. <laughs> so I was reading Bill's mind. It was everything that you want to hear. So I'm gonna kill him. I'm gonna kill him on his behalf. But you need to listen to me about my love. Like, you look, all the men that fuck you die. Why would I want your advice? <laughs> How about you just shut the fuck up? Go home. Now, Sook, you know you haven't had the best history with me. Mm-hmm. I think I'm just going to go ahead and go with my gut. Well, she likes you. And if you fuck her on the way to the airport, three years from now, y'all going to be married with three kids. Like, come on, man. So I finally get to get some kids? Yeah. Uh, I think I'm ready to be a dad. I don't know anything about it. I'm stupid as fuck, but you know, why not? <laughs> Meanwhile, that probably ruined his life. He didn't want to take care of them kids. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, she told him to have sex with, uh, Bridget on the way to the airport. And uh, I was like, of course she first would. of all, that's some whole shit. <laughs> on the way to the airport, you couldn't have said have sex with her in the house real quick <laughs> before y'all leave. Try to change your mind. Also, you got the ticket changed. She's supposed to just miss out on all that flight money now. And that, that person going to lose their job. Mm-hmm. Already, they're going to be like, so it's a $1,500 flight and that person no show. And I was really mad with, about uh, Bridget because she had a change of clothes. She came out there in a jean skirt and the top. Mm-hmm. I was like, so why was you wearing Jason clothes around this house without asking? Yep. Those are probably one of his leftover um female clothes nah it was his back it was his football shirt i'm talking about the skirt and stuff she had on oh oh that's what you think she was? probably was resisting putting on on violet old clothes see i i think i think that was her clothes they definitely did and i just shopping. think that's what i think she just killed me trusted 
those are her clothes she had <laughs> she had to change the whole time she probably had pajamas in there i mean she had to have some clothes she made a trip to, from alaska to bring her right. change of clothes. you want to know what's the most fucked up justin you know she packed his shit in her bag to go back to alaska <laughs> you know she did that's what these women do. <laughs> Put on your shirt and your shorts. Next thing you know, they in their drawer. Like, how the oh, fuck did that happen? I'm missing a sweatshirt. Yeah. I had some boxes that had tags on them. Oh, now they just gone? Okay. Think I paid all this money for silk tags boxes? Just... Just so I can find them in your drawer? They don't, they don't put men's boxes on sale. Right. Uh, they, they don't have a five for 20 special on men's boxes. I love ever. the way the silk felt on my dick. Now it's gone forever. Cause you decided that there was some nice shorts. Now I go to the Y, my basketball shorts missing. Mm-hmm. Well, well, our household's a ball in khakis. What's going on here? Thank have you. some consideration, ladies. So rude. How how rude. Just because you're attractive, you don't start wearing my clothes. Get the hell out of here. We prefer you naked anyway. Right. Nobody wants to see you in my clothes. Yeah. Um, Do you know what I've done in them shorts? Do you know all the sweat? (laughs) My my balls is in those, man. (laughs) You just walking around like it's all good. Yep. Now I have an image of you in sweaty balls. Took forever to get the crotch right to breathe. Now you're doing this. Uh, so, uh, Suki went to church and I was surprised she wasn't sweating more, <laughs> but she went up in there and talked to Reverend Daniels. I'm shocked she ain't never been caught on fire, just a spontaneous combustion. <laughs> oh Lord. Man, they make Reverend Daniels too cool of a, of a preacher for the South. <laughs> he cool with everything. He wasn't even like, I, I was mad that she didn't at least bring up the wedding. Cause I feel like he would have been like, bitch, you ain't call me. He knew about the wedding. I could have got that fee. You know how small that town is. You know, he yeah. know. He's like, look at this bitch walking up in here. Andy wedding people now. Where? That's what we doing. Don't let a black man do your wedding. <laughs> Think I will show up late? Sheriff gonna do the wedding. Yeah. The same sheriff that harassed young black men and pulled them over <laughs> in the streets. <laughs> oh, Lord. Same sheriff that holding the black woman back won't get her any promotions in the company. Mm-hmm. Promoting the white man up ahead of the uh, educated and experienced black woman. Y'all so, should be enraged as well. So Suki came in there wanting something, like always, and tried to disguise it as something else. Has she ever left the house and didn't want something? For real, dog. She walked up in there and was like, so you come in here and you, will you want to write a sermon? He was like, well, the words don't come to me at home and. Letty May on that tripping on that V, <laughs> stringing that moonshine. I come up in here, and the word wait on the words to present themselves. And she was like, "Oh, okay. Um, well, how do you even stay religious in a town with vampires, fairies, <laughs> wear panthers and shit?" And he said, "Yeah, about them wear panthers. The fuck happened to that plot, True Blood?" <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, but it uh, don't matter. Yeah, they, he, all they just, died all, off like the dinosaurs. All of them just disappeared. All of them gone. There was a whole plot for a season. Now nobody cares. That hot girl that Jason was in love with, everything. So, um, remember they was raping Jason too? <laughs> they, they got a little weird. <laughs> um, so anyway, um, they, Suki was like, basically like, you know, how do you believe in God? Have you ever heard him talk? He was like, no. But when you got out your car, did you come in here to hear God? Or 
Maybe he placed me in your path, and now you're talking to me. She showed up to fuck with him about his religion. That's so. That's some sicky shit for you right there. Mm-hmm. And then uh, finally, she was like, uh, can I give you some advice? Tell everybody that it's going to be over soon and everything's going to be okay. And I was like, that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard for a sermon. Hey, guys, I uh, just want to get up here and... Uh, Today's sermon not from the Bible. I just want to tell you guys, uh, Sookie said everything's going to be okay and it'll all be over soon. Amen. All right. Pass the plate around. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then like Reverend Daniel said something real stupid too. He was like, but Sookie, why can you think that? Most of these folks around town are thankful for you. They, they, they know, they don't know where we'd be without you. And I was like, yeah, what about all the dead ones? Are they thinking that too? No. Because I feel like what they are thinking is I'd be alive without you. True. You brought a lot of drama to our town and got me killed. So she still ended up giving them advice. Uh, she showed, she called Bill and said, meet me in the graveyard. And I was so disappointed. What? what Because when they showed the Reverend, I expected the the wonderful. Acclaim Letter May Daniels. I, I knew she wasn't gonna be in it when they showed the rap. I knew, I knew she wasn't gonna be in no more episodes after they did that lip quivering magnum uh, magna opus. Like I was like, up oh, it's over. <laughs> like it's <laughs> never it, gonna. That's it for her. Yeah, it's never gonna be better than that. It's impossible to, like at this point, if they brought her back, it would really be an insult to that to her, and that scene. I just wanted her to walk by. Quiver her lips as she walked by in the background or something. Sookie, you want some coffee? And look, quiver, look, quiver. Like, I just wanted to see that one last time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I hear you, man, but nah. She she delivered the greatest lip quivering scene of all time in TV, <laughs> in TV history. <laughs> and you just don't follow. That'll be like Jordan coming back for the Wizards. Like, nope, you just stay home. You just left. She left the game on the Byron Russell 3. I mean, Jumper. <laughs> like you just leave on that like you don't need to come back and embarrass yourself um so she called bill so he called bill and was like hey uh meet me at the crossroads and uh he showed up at the graveyard um and they did a long oh my god this scene went so long <laughs> all these hugs then she was a whole lot. You sure you want to do this? I'm sure I want to do this. You sure you want to do this? I'm sure I want to do this. You sure you want to do this? I'm sure I want to do this. Well, I'm not sure I want to do this. Well, damn. Uh, I still want to do this. Well, hold on. Let me break you. I'm going to break this stick and I'm going to hit you with it in, in the heart with a stake. You sure you want to do this? I'm sure I want to do this. You sure you want to do this? I'm sure I want to do this. Oh, you Lord. sure you want to do this? I'm sure you want to do this. <laughs> okay, because I don't want to know if I want to do this. I need you to do this. I'm sure you sure you want to do this. You can do it yourself. No, I help you do it. Use your light. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I was worried that her light it was gonna be a trick and her light was gonna cure him or something stupid like that. Yep. But uh, they went with the stick instead, <laughs> and uh, it was so corny because after she stuck him, he still exploded like all the other vampires. <laughs> so it wasn't really emotional and nice at all. It was gross. Yep. And I was like, this bitch. Why did why did she have to have a grave dug for a pile of blood? And who dug the grave? You know they ain't getting paid. She ain't got no money. Nah, they're working for free. Well, last time she been to work to have some money. Yeah, she oh, hopped she down. Work. 
she hopped down in that grave and killed that nigga man i was so happy because i hate bill i had been waiting for him to die all episodes uh, i was so scared they were gonna try to find a way to keep him alive and i was like oh. he need to die so bad person <laughs> and, and even worse i i don't want Suki to be happy uh so um they they killed bill and Suki start crying then they cut to a um commercial um and it's eric selling new blood with pam and then they keep doing this thing with like a year later a year later that three years later apparently they got rich selling that shit so new blood is pam and eric's big ass like how they make money even sold it on the stock exchange um and come to find out um you know they they skip forward to three years later and thanksgiving jason and bridget had three kids mm-hmm. kids looking older than 10 years old Suki was pregnant who did she trick they never showed that dude either nope they never did they showed the back of his head and shit like a stunt man <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Eric and Pam, the richest niggas in the world, still working at Fantasia for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all the richest niggas in the world. Find a new place to put Sarah Newland. <laughs> that shaky ass floor. Uh, they still had Sarah ch- chained up in the basement. And, um, uh, that doesn't seem like a very scientific way to produce new blood at all. Nope, no. But, but like the, the Japanese had it right. But, um, best scene of the uh, whole show. Sarah Newland, uh, having visions? No, being tied up. That scene, like that, that reminded me of original True Blood, like some shit they would have done first season. Yeah, everybody was coming in, eating on her, and getting the cure. Yep, that that seemed like something they would have did first season, and you know, charging what was it, a hundred thousand dollars or something like that. Yeah, like y'all the richest motherfuckers in the whole world already off selling this True Blood, and you gonna charge a hundred thousand dollars? Yeah, uh-huh. and it was weird because the way they had it chained up, she couldn't sit down. And that just seemed very uncomfortable. <laughs> yep. Uh, so I think that was the end is they basically go back to Thanksgiving dinner, show everybody happy and zoom out. They the even end. show um, the former mayor. Everybody was there just about. So I didn't like, yes, yeah, Sam Merlot and his black wife came back with their interracial babies, Chonilla kids. So <laughs> shouts out to so it was a lot of good shit, man, uh, with the people, you know, that you could tell from just that one scene. But that was it, man. More importantly, that's the end of the fucking show forever. They didn't even pour out a little looker for the um, Fallen Homies. All the sicky dead boyfriends. Yeah. Um, I, I, this is my song that I'm going to celebrate with. Mike Wilmer. No flex zone. No flex zone. No flex better. They know better. No flex zone. No flex zone. They know better. They know better.
fucking they hoe. God bless him. No flex zone. No flex zone. They know better. They know better. No flex zone. No flex zone. They know better. They know better. Want a gold medal and a gold bezel. They hold jealous. Freak hoes got several. They tens are better. I'm a trendsetter, I'm a go-getter Niggas gotta get to the money Five chains so they look at me funny We did it! Uh, Done! That's how you do that shit! I will never speak of this show again, ever Fuck this show! Ever! <laughs> Fuck everybody involved with this show I hope all your careers fail I hope the shit that you move on to next fails I hope your personal life fails I hope all the money you made from the show goes Makes you go bankrupt I hope it's all invested and made off You suck Not- Everything you do will suck I fucked the person that wrote this shit in the first place Fuck HBO for adapting this shit and fuck everything that happened after the first two seasons. This is a piece of shit garbage show. It's ended worse than lost. It's the worst piece of shit ever. And I'm so glad it's over. And fuck all the fans that was like, please review this show. This show is terrible. <laughs> I did this for y'all. I would have not watched this shit at all if Yo, it wasn't I, for y'all. I'd have been like, you this are strange. welcome. You schemed and you plotted <laughs> and you tricked me and you got me. Okay, you got me. Yes, I will live tweet for you. Are you happy? Damn. <laughs> God. Uh, except for Letterman Daniels. I hope you prosper. Yeah. I hope all other the good disco- things in life happen. Other than you. discovering Letterman Daniels <laughs> and her lip quivering magnum opus. Lafayette. Lafayette, yeah, he good too. He good too. The black people, y'all, y'all cool. Y'all can go on and have success. The, these white folks yeah. are terrible. Except Kendra, her sassy ass friend. Yeah, Kendra, that's enough of you. You was good in Friday, but you, you went over the top in this one. How dare you? Yeah, cause, yeah. What a terrible yeah, we fucking have to show. Pick something else. Shit. My, my vote is to strain, but that's just oh, the worst fucking show of all time, dog. Oh, oh, it's really like, the oh, that's last, not good because you watch a lot of shit. The last five seasons of this show, really the worst of all time, man. Like, it had a spark when it started, but god damn, it gets stupid. We had the Yakuza as the bad guys for nine episodes, and they died in five seconds. <laughs> like, I don't even want to hear people talk about shows not being good when this show exists. Like, what could be worse? I would watch The Last Ship before I watch another episode of True Blood if it was coming on. It's that real. And you know how many episodes of that last ship I watched? One. Oh, that shit was terrible. <laughs> you watched we, one? You actually watched the episode? I watched one. one episode. I looked at Roger like, nope. The commercials were enough I was enough like, for me. watch it if you want to, son. I'm yeah. out. I quit that shit. 
Yes, uh, not for me. Yeah, I quit that shit like other people say it's good, but it, it don't float my boat. Quit that shit like Dwayne Wade and and and, and being Brady. faithful. <laughs> <laughs> quit that shit like LeBron left Miami. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm like, nope, not for me. But yeah, we did it, dog. Ain't no better. No flex. Zone. No flex. Zone. They know better. They know better. Want a gold medal. And a gold bezel. Who's jealous? Freak hoes got several. Their tins are better. I'm a trendsetter. I'm a go getter. Get that money. What? Just the troops. Mm-hmm. I'm switching. You blow. Woo, so shy. Take a money from the studio Italian. Nigga with a hand glider. That line didn't even have to rhyme. Hey, ho. Hey, wings. These go face. I'm a young trendsetter. These hoes, they reckless. They slick, they messy. Three hoes, freak dancing. Oh, loud, sing a fella. Chain clang like heavy metal. Shrimp kill the haters, God bless them. No flex, zone. No flex, zone. They know better. They know better. No flex, zone. No flex, zone. They know better. They know better. Wanna go, man? And a gold bezel. Feeling so special. Now you're whole jealous. Freak hoes got several. They tears are better. I'm a trendsetter. I'm a go getter. Fuck True Blood. <laughs> it's over. That's the hardest thing we ever had to do with this show. I read. I read about Ferguson every day. <laughs> before I watch any more True Blood. I don't think they realized how much work it was to watch this show Nigga, this season. You know when I watched this episode? <laughs> I finished it at 4.30. <laughs> you know when I started warm up for the show? 4.31. <laughs> I hate this show. I hate it. It is the worst show like, maybe Leftovers is going to be worse overall, like, eventually, because it had a worse start. But this is really the worst show, period. Cannot believe it devolved to this, man. <sighs> anyway, we got news. Let's talk about it. Uh And I, whatever show we do next, Justin, it's got to be good. We're not doing no more of this shit. <laughs> no. No I'm, more hate watches. Fuck this. Like season two of the strain or something. Yeah, yeah. I am. My whatever for the strain. Can... Whatever. Well, the strain will be next summer or something. I'm just oh, saying, okay. like, if we pick a a show for the fall, it's gotta be some shit we enjoy, dog. No, no more bullshit. <laughs> like we not, we not, we not spiteful watching no nothing. Oh well, well they got a bunch of new shows. You got the Gotham. Yeah, it's a bunch of oh, shit. Man. We'll we'll yeah. figure it okay. out. Okay. I think Boardwalk coming back. I don't know how yeah, Justin feels about that. that. Final season of that. Yeah, you watch Boardwalk? Yeah. Yeah, see, Boardwalk good. I, I'm mad it's the last season. Me too, dog. I'm, I'm, and I'm wondering, like, what is Chalky White going to do next? Dog, on the low, that shit turned into the Chalky show. Yep. 
Like, it, I was more worried about Chalky and Dr. Narcisse, though. Yes. I give a fuck about no Nucky. And his problems with his white women. He became the show. Chalky became yeah. the show. Him and Dr. Narcisse. All Nucky problems is independent white women and shit. That's his whole problem. <laughs> like, Chalky out here trying to live. <laughs> trying to stop the black town from getting heroin in it. Yep. He um, gonna flood the town with heroin and say... Y'all need to stop doing these drugs. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. That's what Dr. Narcisse was doing. Yo, yeah, that's Doc, what I'm saying. Yo, Dr. Narcisse is one of the best villains of all time, man. <laughs> I liked him because he was racist against black people. He was like, you niggas. My librarian. You're not a librarian, brother. <laughs> Dog, he used to talk bad to them white people, but he was racist against black people, too. It's like, listen, what are you doing sitting up front? He's like, because this is... I'm not sitting out back because that's where the niggas sit. <laughs> it's like, damn, this dude is... Pretty, dude, pretty up here. Uh, all the niggas was like, well, he do kind of have a point. Yeah. It is where he sit at. Yeah. We'd be shaking and jiving out there all the time. I am from Liberia. <laughs> yeah, he was good, dog. Um, but yeah, I, I. Yeah, we'll pick it. There's a lot of shit. Yeah, it's gotta know. be something. You dude. got the flash, you got arrow. Yeah. None, none of this shit, though. This done. No more true blood level trolling from, from the audience. You niggas get no say so in the next one. Fuck that. Ah! You're picking this shit. <laughs> Could have been doing the strain, man, or something fun. Oh, yeah, I'd have loved to do the strain. Mm-hmm. I'm about to say, we, we could pick up now, but it's, the, it's too late. It's too oh. late. Nope. Mm-hmm. Um, want to do the whole season? I want to catch something from the oh, beginning, Karen. Okay, okay, for the whole season. Okay. Uh, that's what we do with True Blood. That's what we did with Game of Thrones. It need okay. to be something. We can know. do the whole season. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to force it. Uh, did you guys know social media users shy away from opinions? According to the Associated Press. People on Facebook and Twitter say they are less likely to share their opinions on hot button issues, even when they are offline, according to a surprising new survey by the Pew Research Center. Yeah, I know a lot of people are very vocal on social media that don't say shit in real life. No, they're saying they don't share on Facebook or even in, in public. That's true. Um, you know what I think it is? I think they see what people argue about and they right. like nope right some of the dumbest most ridiculous shit and uh facebook is just uh, a platform for twitter has ignorant people but twitter you have to kind of squash that down to 180 characters facebook you write a long fucking post of your of your ignorance and your stupidity and a thousand people will like that bullshit and you were like nope yeah. no thank you yeah, I think the other thing, too, is with Twitter, you more so know a lot of it is sarcasm, um, at least from my perspective. But on Facebook, them motherfuckers be serious. Yes, they do. Uh, they even attack your sarcasm with seriousness on right. Facebook a lot of times. Right, take time. the fun out of every goddamn thing. Yeah, it, I think um, people just know that, like, okay, Ferguson is what I shouldn't talk about. Right. And that's as much as they get from it. Like, I'm not going to research it. I just see a lot of people arguing about, about it. it. So I'm not going to trade my mind. I'm not going to touch that topic. Yeah. And the study done in conjunction with Rutgers University in New Jersey challenges the view of social media as a vehicle for debate by suggesting that sites like Facebook and Twitter might actually encourage self-censorship. Researchers said they detect what they call the spiral of silence phenomenon. Unless people know their audience agrees, they are likely to shy away from discussing anything controversial. Because they don't want to argue. In other words, most of us are more comfortable with the ice bucket challenges than political banter. Oh, I thought they was going to say because they know their friends ain't shit. 
No, because with the icebreaker challenges, something everybody can agree on. Right. You're not going to have nobody pop up in your mentions on no, no far, ignorance. Yeah. As far as I know on Facebook, I'm the only person that is actually pro ALS. So, like, it's pretty safe to be like, oh, here's an ice bucket challenge because everybody's like, oh, that's cute. I want to stop ALS too, but I'm the only person that's like, what's wrong? What ALS ain't never did nothing to me. Ice ice water done done fucked me up several times. I don't fell on ice water before. (laughs) Messed my hair up. I got a cold from being too cold with the ice water. You know, ruin my clothes. Like, has anybody challenged you? Because I'm yeah, I've been challenged. Oh, nobody's challenged me. And if they did, I would. I think I might would block them or defriend them. See, I had to take the tagging function off so that I could just like have to approve each one. But they don't even let you just turn tagging off, and it needs to turn off because right. niggas have no fucking sense of just chill. Right. Mm-hmm. I get tagged every day to so much shit that I could give a fuck about. And as an introvert with a very sarcastic and, and off-putting type of personality, it takes everything not to cuss these people out, man. And they yeah. my friends and friends. Yeah, and I, I, like I said, I'm I'm the opposite. I wish uh, uh, you could take the function feature off where uh, people can just invite you to shit. Now, I, what do you mean you're the opposite? Not the opposite. I mean, um, in addition to what you're saying, I wish oh. they t- would take off the feature of people invite you. Be like, you join this group. You, I'm like, how the fuck I join a group? I don't even yeah, know I don't, well, I got is. a question. Doesn't the government already do research to cure different things anyway? Yeah, it does. And they want you to donate more money to that? Yep. Yeah. Well, they gave, they raised $2 oh, okay. million last year. This year they raised $13 million already because of this challenge thing. Oh, okay. I wonder how much they CEO makes. You know what I wonder? What's the difference between two million and thirteen anyway? They're not curing none of this shit. I know. Ten? Can we get it's, one? first of all, Karen, it's eleven. Oh, can we, eleven, my bad. Second of all, second of all, I wasn't I wasn't asking a math question. I mean <laughs> if they have fifty million dollars, are they gonna cure it next year or no? No, no. It seems like they just throwing money at the problem right now. And uh like I said, man, I'm pro ALS, so I don't understand why this is such a, you know, people just assume they can invite me to do this challenge and shit. No, we're not doing it. Don't ask. Mm-hmm. Not doing it. Right. So I give money to ALS. I'm not getting my hair wet. Fuck that. Um, Agreed. And, yeah, I mean, like, and then, like, the other thing is, like, oh, you got to give money if you don't do the ice bucket challenge. And then, like, I seen it, and I was like, you got to give $100. Like, man, fuck you. I only got $100. What I look like? Daddy Warbucks? <laughs> Not to just be giving away. You know how. Right. <laughs> that's a pair of basketball shoes. I need this for fancy football. Right. What's wrong with y'all? <laughs> that's a cable bill payment. What right. they talking about? Yeah, it who, is. who are all these people sitting around with 100 extra dollars? <laughs> that's, that's gas money. Yeah, how about you put 100 in for me and you? You know how many times. Write my name on the receipt, too. You know how many groceries I'm missing out on? If I give out $100? Seriously. Do you know do you know the places Turk and I could go? For a hundred dollars? Come on. Oh man. yeah. Uh eat real nice. But uh yeah, and it says even mm-hmm. if I don't want to do shit with it, but just keep it in the bank. It's, it's my, my hundred dollars. Right. <laughs> what if I get ALS? Y'all now, gonna donate to me? Now I need a hundred dollars for my copay. <laughs> oh, but I gave it away. Wow, the irony. Can we do a, a challenge? Right. Uh just send Justin the money? Like you, you don't yeah. gotta pour water on yourself. I'll send you a thank you card back. 
I'm gonna do the suck my dick challenge. <laughs> <laughs> you can suck my dick or give me a hundred dollars. I'm gonna be rich. You sure is. Uh, <laughs> until somebody take, I'll suck your dick. Whoa, 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 buddy. I think you should just get the money. Nope. Well, nope. Nope. I'd like the challenge. I got these two cheeseburgers. Right. <laughs> listen, I like a challenge. Okay. Uh, people do t- not tend to be using social media for this type of important political discussion. First of all, fuck you. Important political discussion. None of the shit people say on Facebook and Twitter is important like that. No, like I don't. It's not a discussion that I see happening. It's mostly, you know, you know, uh, reading up on it. I think that black people need to stop uh, taunting the cops' bullets. You're like that's not a political. I've never seen a important political discussion occur Mm -hmm. from that. You know, the national dialogue didn't start when somebody put. You know, I'm thinking about it. Why can't the black people just go to their houses and they won't get tear gas? Right. Yeah. I didn't see a hundred comments of, hmm, never thought of it that way. You know what? I'm glad we had this nuanced conversation. Mm -mm. Just a bunch of like, fuck you, cracker. Fuck you, nigger. Fuck you, whitey. Fuck you, Asian people. Asian people, what is you doing in this? This ain't about y'all. How about donate that money to the school system and uh, help maybe teachers make a little extra money? Yeah. How about that? I mean, they're the ones out here or babysitting do, these badass chaps. Or do the, suck, the do the suck my dick challenge. And they got to mm-hmm. deal with these sassy-ass white children talking back and shit. Or do the suck my dick challenge, okay? $100. <laughs> or you have to swallow the balls, everything, man. Sir, this is not in the contract. I need $100. Need I need $100. What's your challenge? <laughs> I need $100 or oh, you oh, have to do the challenge. Oh, Karen and I. Tag, I'm tagging everybody. <laughs> just gonna, somebody going to take you up on that damn offer. How you just going to tag people to it? Like, you tag. Give, me, you give up $100. <laughs> what? Is, this is worse than, than uh, armed robbery. They need to, <laughs> first of all, they need to make it a reasonable amount. If right. they would have made it like $1, that shit would have got like 17 billion people yeah, got sending the challenge out. They probably got a lot more money, too. They made that shit like $100. You got fucking... So wait, Oprah is sending this shit to Steven Spielberg, and his $100 count the same as mine? Man, fuck y'all. That's stupid. <laughs> Are you crazy? That That's not even like 1% of his rent, the $100. Now I got to be late on my, on my credit card bills because ALS came. Okay, because y'all tagging niggas. Right. Anyway, don't tag me no more bullshit. Not to Please mention don't. all the people that tag me to like articles I don't give a fuck about or shit that I've seen, <laughs> obviously. Hey, did you know that, like, like they'll tag me some shit like, did you read this sword story? Of course I read the fucking sword story. You hear all your sword stories from me. I'm the sword king. <laughs> I'm, I'm, they call me the kid, the sword kid in middle school. Oh, you want some juice? Right. <laughs> hey, juice. hey, did you read this story about? Did you read the story about Donald Sterling? Of course, I read the story about Donald Sterling. When's the last time you heard of Donald Sterling news? Oh, wait, from us. Hey, what about this thing happening in Ferguson? Oh, you mean the thing that we have so many articles on we can't get to? You sure can't get to them all. <laughs> Did you watch True Blood yet? That's a good one too. <laughs> you don't wait. have to worry about that one no more. I can't that, wait to. I can't why, wait why to. Why would you break, mention that show? I need more of y'all to follow Justin, man. If you're on Twitter, can y'all follow at Rhyme <laughs> Right. Rhyme? Y'all hit Cause, him like, up. Right, yes. Because he don't understand. Yeah. Right. Like right now, because I know how this goes. There's a ton of people listening like, 
what's so bad about that people like you don't you just want to be contacted all the time yeah it seems cool for a second <laughs> right until it's happening so much you like god damn dog you press this shit calm down low-key ride do like it when y'all nah um, come on man at rhyme over reason because we be yes. at the watch sometimes at- like yeah, people like man. I I hope somebody send me the article. No, I, I, hope, I hope somebody send me the link. <laughs> you asked. No, it's true. No, no it's it's you, not, I, Damon. No. Not once. That talking. Not no. once in my life. Stop. Not no. once in my life. I, I do so much research every day. I like. <laughs> it's been so like people be like, hey, what about this for guest race? I I don't even reply back anymore. I'm just like, all right, man, you win. I I just I'll take it. Thank you. Then I look at it. No picture no race no race no race <laughs> <laughs> oh i love y'all guys man um so a survey was conducted shortly after edward snowden acknowledged leaking classified in- intelligence they exposed widespread government surveillance of americans phones and email records Hefter said the snowden case provides researchers with a concrete example of a major national issue that divided americans and dominated news coverage of the 1801 adults survey 86 percent said they would be willing to discuss their views about government surveillance if it came up at a various in-person scenarios, such as a public meeting or at work or at a restaurant with friends. Niggas do, what? Yeah. Y'all do this at work? Yes, there's some <laughs> ignorant ass fuckers at jobs. As much as you go and they make it sit through them boring ass 1980 videos, there is always some asshole that's going to voice their opinion about some improper bullshit at your job. And nobody talked about me, and I ain't talked to nobody because I don't want to hear your goddamn opinion because you're going to say something off the wall and crazy. I mean, y'all too good to do this at work? Niggas so I am. Work. Hey, man, what you think about the drones, Justin? That's what I want to see. Give a fuck about drones. That's uh, why. That's why I want to see Clone Wars drones. Jo- Justin go get some. <laughs> Justin go get some water. So I show up like, man, those black people need to stop acting up in Ferguson. <laughs> this is what you want, right? You want that, to talk about it? That's when I walk away. Uh, oh, yeah. that's kind of how my conversations was this morning. That's why I said, <laughs> oh I had no, to to- I had to tone oh, it no. down. Oh no, no, see, see, see that's- they really be like that at your job, man. No, no. Well, I was the one brought it up about uh, how oh, that's, um, that's your fault about yeah, how, you. but that's what I said. I had to tone it down. I was yeah. so I was looking forward to the show so much. I woke up this morning, hype. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I was like, I was, I was okay with just talking shit. I was like, wait, I need to bring this back down. That, I'm not, that, that's your fault. Man. I got save yeah. it for later. No, save I it for did, later. I didn't bring it up. I didn't talk about it. I got coworkers. They'll talk to you about every goddamn thing else under the fucking sun. Ask you about news articles you could give a fuck about. A little, but Ferguson, a I ain't known, heard a whisper. A little known fact but, about But me. do you I've want been, to? I, well, I know. Like, cause I, you I know don't. What? I've been hearing I don't want to hear the other bullshit either, but I got to hear that goddamn but it's, shit. It's funny because I've been hearing people say, yeah, my coworkers talk about everything. If they don't want to talk about Ferguson, you should be happy they don't want to talk to your ass about Ferguson. Right. I wish they wouldn't talk gonna, to me about anything. It ain't going to be good. No, it's, it's This not. ain't the one they came around on, if you know what I'm saying. No, I enjoy those conversations. Yeah, I, I don't. Cause I got know, shit to do. You know how sometimes I, I start trolling Karen? Mm-hmm. I do the same thing. Um, like one time it was this lady at work. I had her trolling. She was at work talking about... Um, how she hate gays and her religion and her church, they don't believe it. I was like, in my head, I'm like, she has to realize several of the women in here are actually lesbians. She don't care. But she didn't, and 
shortly after that, she had a meeting later on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's the shit I be doing when people want to have them conversations. Yeah, I don't really. Need, go I, ahead. Let's, I want to hear. Tell me all your thoughts. At my jobs, mm. when people do shit like that, I just get quiet because, like, me too. Um, if I do bring up that I disagree, I know I'm trying to do it civilly, but it's never worth it. Mm-mm. The only thing, like, the only thing that happens normally is I say something real sarcastic or smart. And if someone's around to get the joke, then I'm, then I'm happy. Like, so if you come up to me and talk about some Ferguson shit, then I make a joke about, you know, whatever, you know, that you're into and someone else laughs. That's okay. That's a good conversation to me. Mm. But if it's just me and you and you start talking about, I don't want to talk about it, dog. Nah. I don't want to talk about it. Just drop it. Cause. I might say some shit, and then you're going to be mad, and you're going to be an HR telling on me. Right, and, and, and that's how a lot of these people are like. I've, I've had um, uh, co-workers talk about, like, abortion and shit like that. I just put these, you see these big-ass headphones? I put them, I don't, I don't want to hear your goddamn opinion about bullshit. To, no, because it's one of those things where I'm, I'm like you, Justin. I'm very passionate, so if I get to talking, because everybody be like, you so quiet, you don't never say nothing. Yeah, because y'all don't really see the real me, because if I open up my mouth and really tell you how I felt, we so, probably we we would fall out. I gave the dude a high five, and while he was in motion, I was like up top for white privilege. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. Like it, like it, like that's how I was this morning. Like I yeah. not for white privilege. I, like I said, little known fact is I've been written up at every job I've ever had. I, then that explains <laughs> it. Yeah, that doesn't seem like a little known fact at all. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I you, you, you bring it up shit that will cause people to to go to HR. That I, makes sense. I feel like the. The entire audience assumed this. <laughs> Trolling people and people not even know you're joking. I'm, I'm yes, I'd like to report on um, Justin. Yeah, it'd be hilarious. None of those things ever cost me a job, though. Um, but. The typical Facebook user, someone who logs onto the site a few times per day, was actually half as likely to discuss the Snowden case at a public meeting as a non-Facebook user. Well, I hate that they're using the Snowden case right. to judge this. That's the wrong case. Yeah, use like Ferguson or something. Right, Trayvon Martin, some shit that everybody got a goddamn opinion on. Yeah. Someone who goes on Twitter a few, few times a day, now, now I got the hiccups, was one quarter as likely to share opinions in the workplace compared to those who never use Twitter. I believe this. I get it now. Yep. I'm the guy who doesn't share my opinions because I know how it gets. Mm-hmm. And there, and people that, the older people without social media are always the ones who want to come to work and talk about it because they don't have another outlet. So right. they talk about the shit in person because they're so like scared or whatever. Yeah. And they don't have social media. A lot of them are not tech savvy. Like a, like a lot of my older people, they're not yeah. tech savvy. They I think they have. Computers. So, well, I think a lot of them have social media, but they're also the part of this study when they're on Facebook, they don't talk about shit unless they think everyone's going to agree. And then when they come to work, they, you know, they bring it up in public because they feel like they have more influence over the conversation than, say, social media. That's my belief. Yeah, they have more control, more control yeah. and they can more dictate what happens. Like, I've talked to people, and every time they say something, don't you agree? And sometimes I say, no, I don't agree. Yeah. Yeah, I don't agree with every. And I think a lot of them say things because they think that you're going to automatically, especially a lot of white women are really bad at that about my job and i'm like no i don't agree and i've been looking i sometimes just stem like i'm thinking to myself what you're saying is racist but i'm not gonna have a conversation about with you about this right now oh speaking yeah. of shit you're not supposed to say uh you know how one of our um friends was using the word retard 
Yeah. Uh, what I heard a professor use it today. <laughs> use the word retard. Yes. And yeah, what, she tried what to way? clean it up quick as hell. Oh, well, that's different. She was like, um, "Now, if y'all ask me that stupid shit, y'all just retarded." And then she was, <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> uh, "Okay, <laughs> like I'm okay with this." But I don't know, and it was a black woman too. I was like, I don't know how everybody else feel about this. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm okay with it. That's, that's different because she did try to clean it up. When my man said that shit at, <laughs> it was totally different. Cause one, he was talking about a dude that actually did have, uh, mental disabilities, mm-hmm. which is completely different. And he kept saying it even when I tried to like tell him not to, <laughs> but he knows better. And he works with those people. <laughs> oh my. Intellectually disabled. That's the, yeah. He, and he, he was knows. like, he kept being like, cause I was like, damn man, that dude on our team sucked. And he was like, he's retarded. He's retarded. Instead of saying mentally challenged. I was like, I was like, Hey man, I don't think that's the right term. He's no, like, that's, not. Hey, that's what he is. He's a retard. He retarded. And I was like, um, uh, I think we shouldn't talk about this yeah, anymore. Use like, that word. You're yeah. talking kind of loud and people talking- gonna start looking. Yeah. Anyway, uh, speaking of retarded, there's a new, uh, item <laughs> of clothing that women can wear. <laughs> no disrespect. It's called anti-rape underwear. Shorts that help women during sex attacks. Okay. Okay. What now is- those, are those the cotton? They're made out of cotton. They really are making this one of those. <laughs> what did you have on arguments? Cause <laughs> now when you get raped, people gonna be like, you didn't have on your anti-rape underwear. <laughs> Well, I mean, I mean they, they have pretty much point. asking for it. The new rape-resistant underwear, yoga pants, and shorts promise to keep women safe and unwanted sex predators at bay. What does it do? Stick to your ass? Like, like, does it does it not peel off? And I have a thing. I have a question. Is it made for people with big asses? Like, is, well, you know, is it all size two? Well, um, we'll see if they answer those questions in the article. Okay. The garments work by creating a barrier that even the most determined rapists can't break rip or cut so that women and girls can have more power to control the outcome of a sexual assault according to ar wears indiegogo campaign launched to raise funds to produce the line but will they really work now how are you supposed to find this out right well hold up you got to be attacked in order yeah, to find how, out this shit yeah works. How, so you gotta hey we we tested these uh by Who putting somebody these? in a room with, with rapists <laughs> like we put girls in the room with R. Kelly, and then we said, <laughs> we'll see you in an hour. And you know what? We came back. None, they were peed on, but none of them were raped. None of them were raped. And what is it made out of? The other thing is, say say they just was like, you know what? We want to ask you to come in and um, do a study for our program. Right. Once you $50. Realize, uh, we pay you $50 for an hour of your time. Yeah. Once you realize your job is to attempt to rape right. the woman in the room with you. Right. Oh. Uh, you you follow through with it like what happens like right. shit I need this fifty dollars so here's a here's a roofie get ready bitch right here's a roofie and yeah, uh, yeah it's a, we want to make it real as possible so she don't know yeah because somebody asking good questions is it breathable do you know because if it ain't breathable you fuck around and get a yeast infection well, what is going on here with I these think a, a yeast infection might stop somebody from raping you the Telegraph pl- <laughs> blasted the idea of anti-rape wear as wrong on so many levels, and the Washington Post questioned it as anti-feminist. Com- commenters voiced doubts that a pair of sturdy underwear would be much help in the event of an attack, but the designer swears the garments work. Known only as Ruth and Yuval, they declined to release their last names. The New York, New York women said they designed the product to be worn 
in or nyack new york in n-y-a-c-k uh designer products to be worn in potentially dangerous situations while clubbing you know how dangerous that is out on a first date oh so dangerous and running alone at night or traveling abroad for example meanwhile most sexual assault occurs from people you know mm-hmm. and in situations where you have your guard down but right hey, hey if you get jumped out the bushes just make sure you have your anti-rape draws on did they I, I feel like unless they tested this against mystical it's not yeah proof i came in here with my dick in my hand oh no get the extra strength out i was like bitch be cool <laughs> <laughs> it's dick bandit <laughs> Uh, they told the Daily News. <laughs> this is so stupid. They told the Daily News in an email the idea sparked years ago after Yuval saw a news story about a woman who was raped with people nearby. If someone could have slowed the attack, like stubborn undergarments, for example, it might have given bystanders enough time to take notice and help. Uh, Yuval teamed up with Ruth, who was nearly raped twice, to bring. Wait, she was nearly raped twice? <laughs> was it because of the underwear? Maybe it was fishy. You know, Mystical does not like fishy. Oh, uh, that's probably how they know that shit worked, honestly. Ruth recalled being attacked in her late 20s and how quickly the man ripped down her jeans and underwear in one fluid motion. <laughs> Damn. She started screaming and something caused her attacker to run off, the designer wrote. The memory of how he had pulled down her clothing so quickly made her believe the AR wear could be effective at preventing some of the rapes by causing delay. Neither woman could provide any personal information except their first name due to the sensitive nature and stage of development of the project product. Ruth and Yuval cite studies that prove resisting rape increases a woman's chance of escape. And they say anti-rape shorts, underwear, and pants do just that. Cut resistant straps and webbing create an innovative skeletal structure that the wearer rocks at the waistband so they can't be pulled down or pushed aside. And what happens if she needs a light? use the bathroom right so this shit just sticks to you yeah uh but the designers insist the garments are comfortable and easy to get off are there pictures yeah yeah i'll put it in chat um but uh uh what was i saying they're easy oh yeah they insist they insisted they're easy now how are they easy to get off (laughs) i was thinking the same but not easy to get off you know what I mean? Like, is it Velcro or something? Like, what is the secret? <laughs> you punch in the cold? I don't maybe understand. You, maybe you tie in a double knot. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like shoestrings. If you tie it just right. Yeah, maybe that's the secret. You just, you had to, you had to double knot that bitch. <laughs> I, but who sat around and thought of this? It was like, you know what? I'm tired of raping women today. If they had something that could prevent me from raping these bitches out here. Yeah, it's then, y'all fault. It's y'all fault walking around here in these these drawers that come off. Yeah. I mean, that, you blaming me? That's it. It's the drawers. Yeah. Maybe if I couldn't get the drawers off, I would stop raping them. Now, I might beat them because I can't rape them. I might beat them to death, but I'm not going to rape them. They, they raised $52,000 mm-hmm. on the Indiegogo campaign, 50000 of which coming from Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> Enough to start producing their line. They expect the pieces to sell between 50 and $60 online. And our experience experimenting with plus size and men's lines, Karen. So there you go. Plus size <laughs> for the women with the big old asses. <laughs> right now, Nicki Minaj be out of luck. Yeah. Because they always designed for the white woman first. But, uh, yeah, they, uh, there so you go. Suppose I got to go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. What am I going to do? Because if the men, I don't imagine it being as easy to um take a loose as it is the women. 
anti-rape underwear. Like, how do you buy them? Uh, can I get two pairs of uh, anti-rape uh, hangs for her? And suppose the underwear don't match the woman. Mm-hmm. Um, also, like, and if I, I'm and with I know, you, let's say we go out on a date. I'm with you. Things go good. Take back to my place. Now we're making out. And then you like, mm, let me just, uh, you know, slide into something more comfortable. And you start undressing. And then I see you got the anti-rape drawers on. I'm going to be like, hold up. That was a fucking rapist, man. I don't think we should do this. <laughs> like, oh, that's a turn off for me. Like, you, like I thought we were, things were going good. And you know, I seen that you wore the anti-rape drawers with me. Like, you thought I was going to take it at some point. I don't, I don't feel comfortable with this. You know, um, but yeah, man, I, I don't know. And then like, also it just keeps insinuating that rape is a, but is something that only happens to women that like dudes jump out of fucking bushes and rape right. them. They have a video for it. Hi. Have you ever been out walking at night alone, wishing you could feel safer? And you. Is this a joke? <laughs> Mm-mm. What? Parents and friends, how often have you worried about a loved one? We want to perf- Wait, so they want you to buy anti-rape draws for the people you love? Mm-hmm. Hey, Mama, I got you some anti-rape draws for Christmas. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. Feel free to go walking late at night now. You got the anti-rape draws. They got the preschoolers. You just smack them on down. Right. They don't even know what it is. What is this? Just put this shit on. There's a bunch of rapists just sitting around like, oh, not these. <laughs> God damn it. I was so close. All so, right. Well, so a fondling her breast, is that not a form of rape as well? Maybe they got anti-rape uh, bras coming next. I don't know. Yeah. Cause I, think, I think feel so. like that's a violation of a woman's body as well. Mm-hmm. Product. And what about an ear raping kit? A what? Ear raping kit. Cause, yeah, because I get raped all the time, and even I know with you headphones too, on. You, when you got your headphones on yeah. and your music, and motherfuckers want to come up and talk to you. You know who the biggest? I ear, buy some of those. You know who the biggest ear rapist we know is Damon. <laughs> ear rapes me every time I see him. <laughs> I be listening to my headphones. He don't give a fuck. That's because he have his old, but don't be having that music playing. Yeah, I'm like I'm actually listening to my Damon. <laughs> he has me a decoy. Yeah. Men and girls feel safer when out on a first date or a night of clubbing, taking an evening run, traveling in another country, or in other potentially risky situations. Our product line provides a layer of protection in case of assault. It is, in fact, anti-rape wear. The product is... Dude, they just keep showing women with the clothes on. This is in... This could be the biggest, smartest gimmick ever, and they can make so much money, but they are going to get the fuck suit out of them when people get raped. Because mm-hmm. it looks like you could just take these off. Like they just have people in yoga pants, and it's like, it's anti-rape yoga pants. I guarantee the end of it, the commercial was like, not guaranteed to stop rape. Right. <laughs> right. May cause you to fail. Designed to present a substantial barrier to sexual assault. Studies show that resisting sexual assault lessens the chance of a rape taking place without increasing the violence of the attack. <laughs> Challenge was to- Dog, they really are flexing like, look how sexy I look in my anti-rape wear. What studies? Right. <laughs> Who participated in these studies? The rapist? <laughs> they at prison like, so. well, you know, because I didn't get to rape her, I was less uh, physically violent yeah. with her. But had I been able to fuck her, now, 
Or you can best believe I was going to bash her head in, too. <laughs> right. There's no such thing as a good rape without a good head bash. Apparently so. Slapping her upside the face serves two purposes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Helps me get the draws and prove a point that I can take what I want. Yeah, I, won't, I won't believe in this ad until they get a Darren Sharper confessional. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as a professional rapist, let me tell you, when I see a woman wearing AR underwear, I just walked the other way. <laughs> he the new spokesman. He the new Not all, all the, all the roofies in the world couldn't get me into those pants. Am I right, Ben? Am I right? <laughs> you can take it. You can take it from me. I'm Darren Sharper. Right. Yeah. I'm not going to And I'm his it. buddy, Ben Raplesberger. <laughs> yeah. You know he going to be on there too. They got to have a white man. You can't. <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah, definitely. Ladies, you know I know all the tricks to get into your pants yeah, without Lord. your permission. Take it from me. I'm Darren Sharper, and I endorse anti-rape wear underwear. Uh, it's the only underwear that I see that turns me off. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Free, free my nigga, Darren Sharper. Oh, wait, that's not appropriate. Because <laughs> he's a rapist. <laughs> Anti-rape wear? No. <laughs> have a, you know what, you what know is what the this, NFL gonna do? You know what this means happens next, right? Now somebody's gonna invent an infomercial for the rape kit to get through the anti-rape wear. <laughs> yep. Of course, how gotta, many, gotta be two sides of everything. How many times has this happened to you? <laughs> <laughs> But no, it's just trying so, to force yourself on a woman and look down and she has those anti-rape draws. Tired of getting your hand hurt trying to take off those underwear? Ouch! And they look at the camera, put both hands on the side of the head like, <laughs> what am I supposed to do? Is it black and white? And then the next time they're like, with the anti-rape kit, you'll be raping all day long. Thanks, anti-rape, uh, anti-rape, anti-rape kit. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like without rape, I, I'll see a Ray Lewis commercial. It's evil in these streets when they can't rape these women. Mm-hmm. It's evil they call crimes. Eh? <laughs> For the garment to be worn comfortably during normal activities while still being able to frustrate an attack. Even if the person wearing it had too much to drink, was drugged, or asleep. Drink all the roofies you can, ladies. You're rape free. I'm telling you, someone's gonna get sexually assaulted in these, and that's gonna be the end of this project. Yes, it will. The anti-rape kick, Sal, prevented me from committing four rapes last year. I just want to interview these people and be like, so how many like how do y'all like know that they work? Right, and you talking about sixty dollars? Well, they're very hard to get off. No, I mean like. Have y'all like put people in rape situations? Like, how do you right. test? So, like, this is like testing a, you know, hey, this 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 car will stop all police from pulling over black men. It's like, how do you know though? <laughs> like, uh, is niggas driving through the hood in these or no? Because I feel like if I drive through the north side of town, I'm getting pulled over. I need yep. y'all to prove that this works. Mm-hmm. No, don't show so me what's on white guys. To cutting and pulling. Right. That's because the commercial just keeps showing a bunch of like people dressed up, but it's not showing no rapist.
they show a dude trying to pull at the elastic band and it won't work but then he takes a piece out at the top that looks like it goes where the belt would be and then it starts stretching so basically they just gotta get that piece out and it won't cut with scissors but it looks like an infomercial y'all you know mm-hmm. how they do the thing in the infomercial where it's like tired it cuts, of ch- it chops it dices it slices no i'm talking about the opposite where oh, it's like okay tired of trying to cut potatoes and then the dude tries to cut the potatoes so stupidly that you're like no one cuts potatoes oh like then that. he's like ouch right like he that's how he's using the scissors to cut the underwear he's like Oh no, my safety scissors won't cut through these. You know, safety what, scissors. How does Fleece Johnson feel about this? Like, I don't feel like these underwear can stop him. Right. He like, he like, <laughs> you wear those in here. We just call that foreplay. <laughs> <laughs> you look sexy in little anti-rape draws. Oh, I see you into BDSM. You like it the hard way. <laughs> Dog, they gonna have these for men. How many dudes gonna wear these to prison? <laughs> Everybody. That's that's gonna be their main selling point right yeah. now. What you want in my com- what you want in your commissary? AR draws, man. <laughs> as many AR draws you can afford, bruh. I'm trying to double up. I'm wearing two AR draws <laughs> every day, just in case. I'm gonna be in the shower, showering in my AR draws. Like, never taking these oh, shit off. Oh, you got the new AR draws, huh? Well, you didn't know I had the new AR draws kit. Yeah. <laughs> Get them off. Get them. We can do this the easy way or the hard way. Now you can't cut it with a knife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, they said this is a knife, but did they say anything about jelly? <laughs> I mean, they look like they were just cutting. Say what? They look like they was cotton and spandex. I mean, what, yeah, what? they don't look. Nothing looks special about these other than looking like tidy whities for women. Right, it's it's skeletal circulation. structure which allows us to straighten just certain parts of the garment. The waistline, thighs, and central areas are straightened with a unique webbing structure, which makes our garment difficult to remove by a stranger. Oh, they're showing the dude trying to pull him off. It doesn't really look like he tried that hard. No. Maybe I'm a little old-fashioned, but a good old no typically works for me. I mean, the problem is we're trying to reason with the rapist by blaming the victim. Come on now. Yes, you are. The anti-rape Now, I'm not saying they're truly blaming her. It's more Mm. like... (laughs) It's more like... We're trying to fix the problem from the from the, the bottom down, side. and right. I'm and I'm not saying that you shouldn't like every solution that you have to offer should be considered. I'm not one of those people that's like ridiculous. Like, no, you cannot sell these. If someone does want to wear them, that's fine. I'm just saying, if they still end up getting raped, it's the rapist's fault. Like, it's not right. You know, like, oh, you are thrown to the club. Well, shit, then. That's rape city. No, you know? don't rape. But uh, yeah, I just thought that was an interesting uh, article. But I am saying though, um, if she think like Serena, then she provoking me to rape her. That's Come all I'm saying. They don't make them Come in Serena's size right now. First of all, if she think like <laughs> Serena, 
she will get you up off of her <laughs> with no help. Oh, yeah, she's a lot stronger you, than you, dog. Yeah, she's you, a professional uh, athlete. <laughs> I don't know why these dudes is, like, not fit, thinking they could go up against, like, professional athletic women, thinking they're going to do something. Yeah, she going she, yeah, you going to need some type of device. Right. going to fuck you I up. I can ride to help me. Nope, don't you want to. <laughs> I'll never catch me helping with no rapes. Zero. Are you going to act like that? Young Jeezy was arrested <laughs> after a fatal rap concert shooting. Uh, a fatal concert shooting led to a major firearms bust Sunday when rapper Young Jeezy and several tour employees were arrested on possession charges. Police obtained warrants for the Under the Influence of Music tour headlined by Wiz Khalifa. Now, we read about the Wiz Khalifa had a shooting at his concert. Mm-hmm. Uh, 38-year-old promoter, promoter Eric Johnson got shot five times and killed backstage. Didn't know it was Young Jeezy, though. Uh, Jeezy and five crew members were busted with weapons, including an assault rifle, uh, less than two days later. Because they didn't get rid of the weapons. That made that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. It's like Samuel L. Jackson when he didn't hide the vehicle in Goodfellas. Just keeping it around for a dog. Police have not formally linked the shooting to subsequent arrest, but the L.A. Times suggests the two could be related based on a $1 million bail a judge set for Jeezy. The unusually high bail for Jenkins and his two associates were likely was likely requested by investigators who believe they have more insight into the killing than what they have publicly revealed, said legal analyst Stephen Clark, a criminal defense attorney and former Santa Clara County prosecutor. He added that Jenkins' fame and recognizability make him a minimal flight risk, and his prior run-ins with the law, including the January arrest stemming from a September 2012 flight, or not fight, fight with his son and a 2008 DUI arrest aren't severe enough to necessitate his bail amount. On the face of it, it's an exorbitant bail on a relatively benign charge. If they don't think he had a significant knowledge about the homicide, I can't explain why he have a million-dollar bail. They want to make sure he doesn't go anywhere for the short term, and there's much more to it than the, there's much more to this that we don't know. You know, all jokes aside, I don't think that's the same weapon that was used in the shooting. Um, and unless he's not allowed to, they didn't say if the weapon was his. They just said they confiscated that weapon, mm-hmm. right? So I don't see any laws being broken yet. I mean, honestly, it, they, somebody he bought the weapon. Uh, someone got murdered. So but some not laws, with that weapon. Some laws were broken. But I, but they not saying from that weapon. They just saying no. But you say you don't see any laws being broken. Some laws were broken. You know what I mean? And if he's a felon. Like, he got to be careful about the handgun possession law in the first place. Smart or breaking the law? I don't know. Like, what do you he, mean smart? Like, I don't think the weapon was his. Um, all these no, no, years, I know what you're saying, We're but we're just talking about he got arrested as a million-dollar bail, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. They're saying possession of this weapon is the charge. Now, like you said, maybe it was just in the car and it was six of them. Who knows? But a nigga did get killed, and uh, this dude also is a felon. So who knows if he? I'm not gonna assume like, oh, he probably didn't do shit. Like something sketchy seemed like it happened. Innocent until proven guilty. I hear you. The G spot doesn't exist, says an Italian scientist. (laughs) He ain't never fucked a woman right. 
So he's the first one to give up on it. Not the first. <laughs> the search for the elusive female erogenous zone known as the G spot has gone on for decades, but a team led by an Italian scientist has now come to the conclusion that it doesn't exist. <clears throat> In the 1950s, German gynecologist Ernst Grafenberg claimed there was an area of the vaginal wall that when stimulated may lead to an orgasm. The area said to be in a rich in nerve endings later became known as the G spot and hence years of research to confirm its existence began. Various other claims have since been made, including one from an American gynecologist declared in 2012 that the area did exist, but was very small. But a team of scientists led by Emanuel A. Giannini, a professor of endocrinology and sexology. How do you graduate? How do you major in sexology? <laughs> At Tor Vergata University in Rome have now countered the claim. In a recent article published in the Nature Review's Urology Medical Journal, they argue that the intimate area that leads a woman to heightened sexual pleasure is more complex and includes the complete reproductive system, including tissues, muscles, glands, and uterus. The team assessed 60 years worth of research. Janini told the local and concluded that it is not a spot that arouses a woman, but a sensitive area, and not, nor should it be referred to as a G-spot. It is a very complex area. Until now, studies have talked about a G-spot, but it is not simply a spot as has previously been thought. Janini also said the vagina must be respected and is not simply a, condu- a conduit for which children, through which children can be made. Compared to the male erogenous zones, it is much more variable and complex. It also varies from woman to woman depending on the hormonal cycle. Meanwhile, another team of Italian researchers recently said the key to a woman's sexual fulfillment is eating an apple a day. (laughs) So there you guys go. Well, ladies, get to eating up these apples. Better eat those apples. Mm -hmm. And just remember, it's not my fault. I don't find your G-spot. All right, ladies, you're welcome. It's a mythical place. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Stop making shit up. Mm. tired of y'all in these lies mm-hmm. $200 dates mythical G-spots and when you just need to be eating apples mm-hmm. <laughs> does applesauce count that's, that, that should be the new requirement when you go out on a date just bring a, just bring a bag of apples with you tell her to eat up they need a rubber head like a horse let her, <laughs> let her eat up her hand let her eat up a trough <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you sure won't be getting no pussy to find now, what is the what, I said, yeah, you coming in with an apple in the bucket talking about, yeah, girl, you be taking them apples back and you won't be trying to find out if she got a G-spot. Now, see, that right there, Karen, that is why women can't be pleased. Yep. We find the one thing that'll make you happy and get your erogenous zone going and yep. you don't even want it. Nope. <laughs> nope. No disrespect. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> now, what is the left worldview in general. What is, if you had to attach, uh, not a philosophy, but an attitude to a leftist worldview, it's one of pessimism and darkness, sadness. They're never happy, are they? They're always angry about something. No matter what they get, they're always angry. And they are animated in in large part by the false promises of America. Because the promises of America are not for everyone, as we see each and every day. Hey, right here, there's a story, Fox News website. Do you know? It says right here. 
that the real reasons that Robin Williams killed himself were he was embarrassed in having to take television roles after a sterling movie career, that he had to take movie roles that were beneath him, sequels and so forth, and he finally had to do television just to get a paycheck because he was in so much financial distress. He'd had some divorces that ripped up his net worth, and he had a big ranch in Napa that he couldn't afford any longer and had to put up for sale, and a house in Tiburon he couldn't afford anymore. This is all what's in the Fox News story. He had it all, but he had nothing. Made everybody else laugh, but was miserable inside. I mean, it fits a certain picture or a certain image that the left has. I mean, they talk about low expectations and uh, this general unhappiness and so forth. And right here it says that it was one of, one of the contributing factors. Robin Williams deciding to kill himself was survivor's guilt. And I read it's in the headline. Survivor's guilt? Whoa. What, 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 what survivor's guilt? What? So I read it, and it turns out that three of his closest friends, the story says, three of his closest friends were Christopher Reeve, John Belushi, and Andy Kaufman. And the source unnamed in the story said that Robin Williams felt guilty that he was still alive while his three friends had died young and much earlier than he had. He could never get over the guilt that they died and he didn't. Well, uh, that is a constant measurement that is made by political leftists in judging the country. What? Yep. Apparently, uh, Robin Williams killed himself because, you know, Democrats and him being a Democrat, you know how it is. Hmm. Why is he still alive, this guy? <laughs> <laughs> Why hasn't no one killed him when he hadn't killed himself? I just so disappointed in society. Somebody else will rise up in the spot. Hey man, did y'all hear that um, DJ Million Dollar Mano got fired from Kanye West's tour? I don't know who that is. I didn't know Kanye had a store. A tour, tour, not oh, store. Tour. Oh, um, because um, he kept fucking with Kanye during the shows. <laughs> <gasps> it's so funny. Um, but I want to play it, but like, he would do stuff like when Kanye would start rapping, he'd play a different beat and make him rap to a song he wasn't ready for. I love it. Or he would stop the song in the I middle of it. I find your fucking ass too. Of course you love it, Justin. You pretty much do this every Tuesday. Right. But, but when you got a show and you performed and you have a certain thing and they be like, I'm going to change this shit? Mm-mm. Yeah, and he tweeted on Twitter after the video came out and he got fired was, Gonna have a fun day blocking these Kanye stands that are happy I don't DJ for him anymore. Ha 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 ha. I'm like, man, he turned out a lot of money though. All um, right, because I know Kanye was paying him good. I'm making a list and I'm collecting info. I'm gonna expose all the trolls. 
guys with man crushes need to accept their homosexuality well that just lost you some people mm-hmm. a lot of fans a lot of you fans are low-key gay and want more than a fan relationship with men they look up to and my my thing is this you are dj you probably are well known within the celebrity circuit i wouldn't want to hire you for a gig I, I, what happened that made him want to start fucking with kanye though right i mean neither one is saying specifically but here's here's a video of it. <laughs> So like there he tried, he put the wrong beat on right. to change it. Uh, here's you got all singing, and all of a sudden the whole shit changes. So he's doing that's the shit I don't like. The crowd is about to get sing along with him. He's waiting for the next song to drop. He never started the song. <laughs> See, I imagine Kanye saying something then. He said Mano. Like he said the DJ's name, like 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 Mano. Like no, like, I mean like what the fuck you doing? Like oh I, yeah yeah yeah, you mean on the stage? Yeah, like oh, I yeah. imagine him going off then. I don't. What but it would have been hilarious if he just started playing like a song like um Wiz Khalif mm-hmm. or a snippet like um you know the Ray J I hit it first like that that's it. if you gonna go out like that's how you go out right yeah I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> you don't burn the house on fire. Just changed the beat and stopped it. They basically rapping. The fans were rapping the part, but Kanye stopped because that was supposed to, like obviously he was expecting it like something else. Mm-hmm. That's not what they rehearsed. Yeah, mm-hmm. man. DJ Mayno, dog, he didn't give a fuck. That's some, nope. That's why you're not working. He had to like be high, man. He had to be high. Yeah, he's he's, pay, he's paying you. In other rapper news, rapper Gucci Man has been sentenced to serve three years and three months in prison after pleading guilty to a federal firearms charge several months ago. Free Gucci. Gucci mine. The three four the thirty four year old man whose real name is Radrick Davis pleaded guilty in May to a charge of possession of a firearm by a convicted felon after reaching an agreement with prosecutors. Damn, Jeezy. You gonna be next. <laughs> The judge, the judge also sentenced him to serve three years of supervised release with limitations on his travel during the time and to pay a $5,000 fine. A police report says a friend of Davis called police September 14th to report the rapper was walking down the street behaving violently. 
Police say that Davis threatened them and that when they arrested him, they found a loaded handgun. Three years and three months. Good luck, bro. Don't drop the soap. Maybe you can order them new ARs. Draws. <laughs> yep. Get them out pre-release. Anti-rape draws. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, man. Let's do the segment that I've really been avoiding even more than True Blood. <laughs> uh, it's a new segment on the show called Ferguson with Black People, where we read articles from Ferguson. Um, let me get my music out. Uh, all right, here we go. Just Ferguson and black people. Just Ferguson and blacks. We're just Ferguson. Ferguson, black people. That's right, guys. It's the time that I hate. The time that you all have grown to hate. It's Ferguson, black people, where we... Read articles about Ferguson and assign points from 0 to 100 on how much we feel fucked with as black people. Today's contestants, a lot of people. Everybody. All right. Hercules actor Kevin Sorbo calls Ferguson protesters animals and losers. He said Kevin Sorbo. Yep. Hercules. Former Hercules star, political conservative, and outspoken Christian, Kevin Sorbo unleashed a Facebook rant about the protesters in Ferguson, Missouri, labeling them animals and losers. I guess he's not in that percentage of people that don't talk about stuff on Facebook. Right. He took the Facebook Wednesday, August 20th, to discuss the Ferguson protesters who have been calling for justice since the shooting death of an unarmed teenager, Michael Brown, by police officer Darren Wilson on August 9th. The actor criticized those who have been gathering in St. Louis suburb for having what he said are ulterior motives. Ferguson riots have very little to do with the shooting of the young man, Sorbo wrote. It is an excuse to be the losers who these animals truly are. It is a tipping point to frustration built up over years of not trying but blaming everyone else. The man for their failures. When's the last time a black person blamed the man for anything? It was in 1970. I swear Republicans... Ah! Republicans only know the black exploitation. Yeah, black exploitation, black people. <laughs> it's like them and Michael Bay. They're the only people. There's like we only know old school black people. They don't say hey, job checking no more. Right. I don't understand. I hate when a black man walks up and says, "What's going on, you jive sucker?" There's always someone else's fault when you give up. Hopefully, this is a reminder to African Americans. And then parentheses he put, "I always thought we were just Americans." Oh well. Mm-hmm. That their president, the the they voted in, wait, that their president, they voted, the voted in, has made only made things worse for them, not better. That's right, the black president of the black people. He then copied and pasted a portion of the text from an article written by Alicia Collins the, on the Jewish World Review called "Media Clueless About the Inner City." In her article, Collins, who also is a Breitbart columnist, accuses the press of catering to media whores seek only to generate news that reflects their own bleeding heart ideology. The media's frenzy that descended upon Ferguson, Missouri, once again demonstrates its complete ignorance of life in the inner city. Anyone who has survived the barrios and ghettos will recognize the usual cast of characters that converge on these incidents and will stay far away from them. But no, these media lapdogs shove mics in their faces and actually believe their eyewitness versions that nearly always turn out to be bogus and nothing other than self-serving photo op. Mm. Mm. Okay. Conservative rantings are nothing new for Serbo, who currently appears in Investigations Discovery's Heartbreakers. Damn, that's what he do with his life now? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, man. Just Kevin Sorbo. 
How many would you give him, Karen? Oh, this whole segment is always 100. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, <laughs> no reason to even ask you. All right. Uh, we'll move to the next one then. Thank you. My answer was not going to be different. I feel like if I did have a different point, uh, Karen would throw something at me. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't. I promise I wouldn't. Ben Carson, conservative black man, said that uh, the fatal shooting of an unarmed black teenager by a white police officer in Ferguson, Missouri, had nothing to do with race. The retired neurosurgeon and Fox News contributor made the comment on a Fox News Sunday segment where he was discussing the shooting with Reverend De- Jesse Jackson. Who called, who has called 18 year old Michael Brown's death a state execution. Carson said he wasn't sure that the Ferguson shooting, which sparked over a week of heated protests against law enforcement, was a police versus black community issue. He said anger issues could get in the way for young men based on his own experience. If you take race out of this issue altogether, you take a group of young men and you raise them with no respect for authority, not learning to take on personal responsibility, having easy choices, easy access to drugs and alcohol, they're very likely to end up as victims of violence or incarceration. Has nothing to do with race, he said. Host Chris Wilder threw out the statistics that 91% of black murder victims are killed by other blacks. But Jackson argued that there's still a race dimension to Brown shooting. And people that bring out that black on black crime statistic, man, like 88% of whites are killed by white people. What about that? <laughs> oh, we never going to talk about it. Okay. <laughs> never mind. It's not a problem somehow. It seems to me that when blacks kill whites, which is rare, it's swift justice. He said, when whites kill blacks, it's rebellion. Uh, <laughs> um, when it's black on black, there's a shrug of the shoulder. There's a kind of permissiveness. Guns in, drugs in, jobs out. The racial disparity and alienation and mistrust are very combustible factors, Jackson said. I don't think I've ever felt like, um, yeah, okay, another black man died. I don't think I've ever felt that way. Yeah. Uh, CNN has an alleged recording of the Michael Brown shooting. Uh, by the way, sounds a lot like what the witnesses said. The ones that the la the first article we read said would be discredited. But uh they played it and um But we're gonna begin with some breaking news this hour, an alleged audio recording of the moment Michael Brown was shot. The FBI has questioned a man who says he recorded the audio of gunshots at the time Michael Brown was shot. Ferguson police on August 9th. That is according to his attorney. CNN cannot independently verify the authenticity of the tape and has reached out to the FBI for confirmation of their interview with the Ferguson resident who says he made the recording. Here it is. Listen. By the way, remember, all the witnesses said that the dude shot at him like 10 times. All the witnesses. And people were like, well, he only got shot, hit five times, so obviously those people were lying and all this shit. Well, you listen to this. I don't know. You are pretty. You're so fine. Just going over some of your videos. How could I forget? Now, the thing that's the scariest thing to me, well, he's obviously caking on somebody. I don't know. Yeah, he try, yeah trying to get some booty. Yeah. Now, I mean, disregard that. If you oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah like this was a personal conversation he was having. and he Yeah, just, it caught the audio in the background. Right. But did y'all hear that pause between the shots? Yep. Like when people said it was an execution, 
that he was getting shot at, got hit, turned around or whatever, and then was just executed. Like when you hear that pause in the shot, it does. Now, obviously, maybe it's just confirmation bias. I don't expect anyone's mind to change. Mm-hmm. People that have decided this is a righteous kill and the, the, he need to be put down like the animal he is, blah, blah, blah. They're never going to change their opinion. But when you hear something like that, like I'm like, that sounds like someone who who said, okay, I'm just going to kill this motherfucker. Fuck him. You know? Yep. Or you just like, I'm going to drop five more shots. And we know he hit hit him with five shots at some point, you know? He made the recording. Here it is. Listen. You are pretty. You're so fine. Just going over some of your videos. How could I forget? So joining me now is Lopa. Man, we lucky that dude was thirsty. Now, wouldn't right. Even had, wouldn't even have his audio if he wasn't somewhere trying to cake on some Instagram model or some shit. Yeah, I was going to say, why is he um, recording himself random like that? That's an Well, it's probably a... Um, the, the video DM or something? Nah, you know, it's, it might be a cam girl. Because, you know, those cam girls, you can talk to them and shit. Oh. And it sounded like he was... It didn't sound like he was having a conversation to mm-hmm. me. Why, why are we concentrating on him? Anyway, it, anyway... The gunshots. <laughs> Come on, man. Stick it to stick to the the gunshots, man. It sounds terrible. It sounds like because if we know that the last five shots, are, I'm assume I'm gonna say probably the last five shots are the ones that hit him. And when you hear them in that succession, when you hear them after those first shots, and you know this is 35 feet away from the car, and you know you're thinking, hey, maybe he gave himself up. Uh, like all the witnesses said, and then you hear those five shots. That sounds like an execution. I think I think he hit him once or twice and was like, "He not dead. I need to kill him so they can't hear his version." And it's just gonna be my word against a dead person. Yeah, yeah. It just yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's that's what I mean by execution. Right. Oh, okay. It sounds like he like what have whatever happened in the first whatever shots. It sounds like the last few shots were kill shots. Like, I'm just going to end this dude. Fuck it. And when you look at the, the autopsy and all that stuff and where he got hit, you know. Uh, here's another story. A uh, lawsuit alleges that Ferguson police officer Justin Cosma um, arrested and allegedly assaulted. Wait, hold on. Ferguson police officer Justin Cosma made headlines last week when he arrested and assaulted two reporters working out of a McDonald's, and it turns out it's not his first time he's been accused of unlawful force. After sleuthing out Cosma's name, the officer apparently refused to identify himself during the arrest. The Huffington Post, Ryan Riley, broke the story today about a federal civil rights lawsuit filed in 2012 alleging Cosma hogtied and choked a 12-year-old for no apparent reason. According to the suit, the 12-year-old boy's mother had sent him to check the family's mailbox at the end of their long driveway, with Cosma and his partner, then deputies with the Jefferson County Police Department, happened to walk by. The officers apparently asked him if he'd been playing on the highway next to the driveway, which the boy denied. Then the suit alleges the deputies became confrontational, frightening, and intimidated. The minor child, unprovoked and without the co- without cause, the deputies grabbed the child, choked him around the neck, and threw him to the ground. The child was mer- the child was shirtless and suffered bruising, choke marks, scrapes, and cuts around his body. As a finale, the suit alleges the officers hogtied him on the ground. 
According to the suit, the child required medical attention to almost had to hire a defense attorney. Um, says deputies reported this is an assault of a law enforcement officer, third degree, resisting and interfering with arrest, detention of a stop, but Jefferson County refused to issue a juvenile case. According to the Huffington Post, the suit was shortly was filed shortly after Cosmo transferred to the Ferguson Police Department. The boy's attorney told Riley he anticipates a trial date early next year. Riley wrote on Twitter Sunday, I, li- I just point out that Officer Kasima was actually the nicer of the two cops who took me into custody at McDonald's. So, yep. Um, mm-hmm. I just want all the bad things. Not all of them, because there's a lot to go around. But uh, enough the way, you know, karma catches up with, with people like that. A police union in Maryland has donated a thousand, more than a thousand dollars to an online fund collecting money for Ferguson, Missouri officer who shot the 18 year old Michael Brown earlier this month. Why, man? <laughs> like this ain't got shit to do with y'all, man. And this is why people don't think there's any good cops. Right. You motherfuckers are giving money to this dude. First of all, he don't need your money. He's got over $300,000 already. But you want to be on record as, hey, we give money to this dude for shooting down a black dude unarmed in the middle oh, of the street. That shield, we support our own. Yep. So, uh, as Karen said, 100 for all of Ferguson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I concur. No matter what you cover, I, I, damn, it's 100. Yep. So, all right. Yeah, my mind was already made up on that one. Now that it's time for some guess the race. That's right, it's Guess the Race time. Now that it's time for some Guess the Race. That's right, it's Guess the Race time. That's right, it's time for Guess the Race. The number one game show going across all of podcast land where we read or play news articles from all over the world. And we ask our contestant today, J. Triz Nye, Sleezo, to guess ah. the race. I'm going to do better than I did last week. And the chat room plays along, and they are quite the racist. Let's go to guess the race. All right, Justin, J. Triz, not E, J. Sleezo. Well, let's talk about this one. People don't know this, but my first real job was a part. Okay, now I got to learn about the reporter. Yeah. <laughs> Just give me the link to the motherfucking story. Right. Let me, let me see if I can find. Um, let me see if I can. Give me one second. I'm going to find. Get a real story. The real version. Okay. A former DHR caseworker for sex acts in return for not taking her kids, woman claims, in lawsuit. Alabaster, Alabama. What a June frogs grow on the trees and the. You can sip a hot glass of lemonade on any Saturday. Uh, former Department of Human Resources caseworker who faces criminal charges in a sexual assault investigation has now been named by the alleged victim of the lawsuit. Brandon Howard Daniel, 29, was arrested last August and charged with soliciting for the purpose of influencing official action and decent exposure, harassment, and theft of property. He is out on bond on the charges. A lawsuit filed Monday on behalf of an alabaster woman named Daniel, along with his supervisor, Rashida Gully, and Kim Mashigo, 
the director of the Shelby County DHR office. A DHR spokesperson said the organization does not comment on pending le- le- litigation. The criminal charges against Daniel stem from the complaints made by a female DHR client who contacted police and reported inappropriate sexual conduct contact during a home visit. According to the lawsuit on August 12, 2013, Daniel became involved in a child protective services case with the woman's family. A week later, Daniel showed up at the woman's home without an appointment and demanded that he be allowed to inspect the house. The next day, August 21st, Daniel returned and demanded to inspect the bedroom. The suit states. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, well, that's part of the house. The next day, he returned and said, I want to inspect your AR underwear. Oh, mm-hmm. he came back again? She didn't no. have any. Karen, I made that part. She oh, okay. <laughs> she, didn't, she didn't have any. Daniel threatened to remove the woman's children from her home before demanding something in return for not taking her kids. He then forced her to perform sexual acts on him, the woman claims in the lawsuit. Gully and Mashigo failed to hire, properly hire and train to supervise Daniel and negligently and wantonly allow him to violate the law while performing official DHR business. The woman is seeking punitive damages from each of the three people named in the suit. Daniel worked as a Birmingham police officer. Of course he did. From 2009 until he resigned in March 2013, he had worked at the Shelby County DHR office for just six months before his arrest. At least a dozen officers carried out a search warrant at DHR offices at Columbiana on Alabama 70. They spent several hours inside the building, which was temporarily shut down by the police. Alabaster Police Chief Curtis Rigney at San Machigo cooperated with the investigators during the search, but DHR attorneys refused to let detectives inside the building. Guess the race of Brandon, uh, what was his middle name? Uh, uh, Brandon Howard Daniel. Guess the race. Black. Black. Justin is going with. Let's check the chat room. Uh, white. Uh, Alab- as white as the town of Alabasta, Alabama suggests. Three first names white. The color of the town this happened. What, what is it called? Oh, Alabaster. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So everybody's going white, man. Correct answer is Justin. Black. Yes, it was right. <laughs> I don't know. You called it, Justin. I don't know too many white dudes named Brandon. And everybody else missed it. I put his pick in the chat. For everybody, by the way. So you can see what he looks like. That dude just looks like you're going to have to wear the anti-rape cross. <laughs> Damn. Better how put him on. How he get a job? Right. Help <laughs> <laughs> human services. DA, whatever they call it. Yeah. <laughs> like, how does he Coming get, in my home. What the fuck does he look? How, how, put him in a suit and tie. He still got that same face. Right. <laughs> at, at, at the interview. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he got rape mad. He got a case of rape face. <laughs> like... How does he ever get a job doing anything? I mean, the corners of his mouth white is like he's been smoking crack. <laughs> Other than flipping burgers. Yeah. I don't even want him. If I see him back as the cook, I'm, I'm not like, ordering. I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm not even ordering. I agree, Just I'll be like, just let's go eat some wells. Maybe DHR stands for down home rapist. <laughs> <laughs> you can't, any can of jail in a wife beater and it's torn up. Because I don't want to be no mistakes. <laughs> How yeah, I guess I beat them. I don't want no I beat mistakes. Beat all of them. 
Y'all, you know what? It's like it. They whooped his ass though. He got a knot on his forehead too. Look, I want y'all to understand exactly what life I'm about. <laughs> and it's that rape life, dog. All right. There's no way in the world he should have ever had that job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look at him. I bet you he smiled out one time during the interview questions. And when you. <laughs> Look at how angry when you threaten some, When you threaten somebody like that, that's the kind of sex you're into. <laughs> you know that's what I your mean? thing right like you into that like fuck me for your kids <laughs> do it like he's he been fantasized i mean like how did he decide like does he do that to all his cases or a bunch yes. of women about to come forward or yes. does he like have or like is certain women he come in and he's like damn she look like serena williams <laughs> <laughs> she provoked she provoking me can't help myself uh all right next case So that's a kid selling lemonade. Okay. Um, a 12-year-old kid who's selling lemonade at Patricia Avenue in San Salvador Drive got his permission, got his neighbor's permission to pitch a homemade yellow sign on the grass and sell his fanfare for Tupperware on a white card table. Okay. It's all about profit, said TJ, who had paired his lemonade uh, earnings with lawnmower cash. For an iPad, snacks, his cell phone bills, trips with his grandfather, and dinners with his mother. But the boy's entrepreneurial spirit has rankled at least one neighbor who has emailed City Hall at least four times in two years (laughs) and asked law enforcement to shut TJ down. (laughs) Oh, shit. What you got against the lemonade stand, boy? (laughs) Emailed City Hall. That's old, some serious anger. Oh, that's you said old people ain't got shit to do. Oh, Florida. <laughs> Doug Wilkie. He straight to the top. <laughs> he, he, he skipped over the, the, the homeowners association. <laughs> he skipped the parents' house. Right. He probably even emailed the president at some point. You know, <laughs> yeah, you know he, he petitioned the president and couldn't get enough He went to signatures. the police department. Come arrest this boy. Yeah. Get off my goddamn lawn. Right. Doug Wilkie contends that the Palm Harbor. Harbor he white. He white. He ain't got a reason. <laughs> <laughs> like, got time for that. He white. <laughs> he, email in City Hall. How many of y'all know how to email City Hall? He contends that the Palm <laughs> I don't. I would have to go Google that goddamn address. <laughs> You know, you know what? I, I bet you somebody read that email and was like, Barbara, come read this shit. He probably got a bad cup of lemonade if it mad ever since. <laughs> he didn't put enough sugar in here. Fuck that lemonade kid. tastes good. I made a dollar for this cup. This is nasty ass lemonade. Back in my day, during the Great Depression, you could get a whole gallon of lemonade for a hay penny. Now look at you. 
this is extortion that's what it is i hear selling this high price lemonade now i demand a refund i only took i only drank half the glass uh he continues that the palm harbor middle school students year-round operation is an illegal business that causes excessive traffic noise trash illegal parking and other problems that reduce his property values please help me regain my quiet home and neighborhood wilkie 61 wrote we're not in the business of trying to regulate kids like that, nor do we want any to do any code enforcement like that, said Dude in Planning and Development Director Greg Rice. Okay, we are like, not out there trying to put lemonade stands out of business. Right. Like, we got real shit to do, dog. It's real shit in the city. It's unclear how many hours government agencies have dedicated to the ranker. Oh. I'm going to say it's pretty clear. Zero. <laughs> Zero hours. Now he right. probably called them out there and everything before. Nah, I'm, they've dedicated about zero hours. Right. It's like, oh, he's calling back, y'all. Yeah, we're right on that. We're on our way. Thanks. Just wait for us. Just wait for us outside. Um, TJ lives four day, four doors down from Wilkie, but places his stands on the shaded sidewalk in front of Rodney Shrove's corner lot home, which is next to Wilkie. Um, Wookie wrote that TJ's friends made noise as they linkered near the stand with the skateboards. The boys used profanity, threw rocks and debris that Wookie had to pick up before mowing, set off fireworks that scared his dog, he said, once a child accidentally ran his bicycle into the back of the Wookie's parked truck, damaging it. Well, that's why he mad. Yeah. So Justin's going with White for the uh, snitch. Let's check the chat room. Hmm. Old white man from Scooby Doo, those meddling lemonade push, pushing kids. Oh, the kid wasn't shot in the head, white. That's why I should do classy. Watcher of Fox News, white shows up at every condo board meeting and tea party rally. One who likes his milk, white. Grandpa Simpson <laughs> in between Matlock episodes. Oh, um, one with the fine cheese collection, white. The correct answer is. And everybody got it. White. He really. No, you gotta be a communist to turn a kid. In. Right. He really is about that. Get the get the fuck off my my yard. And I hate kids. Double the points and the Double the points and the race. That's right, it's bonus round. Double the points, double the race. Justin is two for two so far. Are you feeling nervous? Nope. I'm on my game today. I woke up like this. <laughs> <laughs> I woke up like this. Flawless. Um, Alright, here's one. A township man who took his two nephews out for a joyride was arrested for drunken driving and reckless endangerment for allowing one of the boys to sit on his lap and steer. Clarence W. Hairston, 58, was taken into custody at 3.09 p.m. Saturday. Officer Fran Devine was on patrol and noticed a car driving erratically in the area of Goldfoot and Copley Roads. Police Superintendent Michael Chitwood said, The vehicle had stopped in the middle of the road and then was accelerating and braking. When it turned the corner onto Littlecroft, it, stu- it struck a parked car. Oh. Friends saw the man sitting in the driver's seat holding a 25-ounce can of beer. Oh. There was an 8-year-old boy in his lap steering the vehicle, 
and another boy a nine-year-old in the back seat jumping around when the car fi- <laughs> when the car finally stopped the little boys got out and the driver gets out with the can of beer in his hand you know he was like it's not like i'm drinking and driving <laughs> excellent point mm-hmm. police observed an empty 25 ounce can of beer bud light in the center console the guy was so drunk he had a hard time getting out of my car chit was said he's really drunk this is stupidity 101 but only does he let an eight-year-old steer the nine-year-old is in the backseat unrestrained not only did the i mean not only did he endanger those two kids he endangered the entire community talk about stupid once he's out of the car he keeps drinking the beer while standing on the sidewalk claiming he did nothing wrong and was only letting the kids go for a drive sometimes you gotta let the kids go for a drive eight nine Mm -hmm. okay yeah harrison claimed that he was a philadelphia police officer uh but that was that was unfounded he was minding his nephews. We talked to their mother who said she was aware he was intoxicated and would never give him permission to take her children for a drive and definitely wouldn't let the children drive. Harrison is facing charges of driving while under the influence, careless driving, reckless driving, permitting an unauthorized person to drive, a stop sign violation, restriction of alcohol, public drunkenness, restraint violations, and two counts each of endangering the welfare of children and recklessly endangering another person. Damn, that time's gonna add up. All them charges, you think he was black, but he white. All right, no, he ain't had no forty ounce. What you want? (laughs) Justin's going with white. Let's check the chat room. Old white man. Wait, hold on, sorry. Bud Light, not Coke forty five. White. White people are allowed to just walk out of their cars and explain and finish that last drop. Privilege lets (laughs) privilege lets him hold beer and talk to police and live white. Bud Light equals white. One whose privilege allows him to get to drink in his car, white. Uh, the correct answer is black. Damn it. All of you missed it. All of you racists missed it. Black man drinking Bud Light. That just I put his picture up. in the chat. Put the picture in the chat. DUI with his kids. He was taking care of his kids. I mean, it was a lot of misleading stuff is what I'm saying. <laughs> it was. Yeah. Um, they said Crown Royal, Colt 45, Bud Light. I should have known with the other kid jumping around in the background. Because white yeah. kids just sit their ass down and play with their toys in the back seat. Nope, not us. Well, speaking of not us. Well, and he actually yes. had two kids with him. There's no way this dude is really black. I put his picture <laughs> in the chat already. I've seen it, but that's got to be like blackface or something. That- <laughs> <laughs> you still don't believe what you see. <laughs> he had children with him. Black man. He's like, no, kids. this can't. This, I couldn't have got it wrong. Come on, man. How many times you seen... Oh, uh, Steve with his kid. Uh, right, exactly. Like once. Right, <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. You know him for how many years? Right. <laughs> That's true. That's not the sound of dropping silverware. It's uh-huh. sore ratchetness. That's what it sounds like to me every time. Slumbering sore suspect allegedly pilfer powder. 
a man sleeping with a sword under his sleeping bag was arrested tuesday evening for allegedly using a city of madison electrical outlet george grover 69 was tentatively charged with carrying a concealed weapon and ticketed for use of electricity without permission madison police said in a new release according to police the incident happened around 6 20 p.m tuesday officers woke up grover because he allegedly had items plugged into the city's outlet then they seized a 24-inch sword from him uh from his sleeping bag he initially wanted the sword what he initially said the sword belonged to another slumbering man but later acknowledged it was him so he got another street wilderness scumbag off the streets and that's what i call a victory happy for that community all right man we'll be back tomorrow thanks everybody for listening to the last episode of us ever reviewing true blood <laughs> um and uh we'll be back tomorrow at seven i believe so until then i love you i love you too Mwah. Mwah.